Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. Start off today by thanking everyone who's pre-ordered my book, Life of the Party. I know it gets exhausting hearing me talk about this book so much. That's why I've pulled back the retweets a tad bit. But if you do tweet me a receipt of your purchase of Life of the Party, I will favorite you. I will follow you. You can DM me. I will do your podcast. And if I see you on the road, I will buy you a beer. Because your pre-order is the key determining factor on how well this book does and whether or not we see it in a bookstore, which is my ultimate goal. So if you haven't already, please go to burrburrburr.com and pre-order your copy of Life of the Party. I love you with all of my heart. Today's guest, my friend, stand-up comedian, and podcasting legend, Ari Shafir. I know I fucked up. I'm posting Al Jackson tomorrow. I love you so much. This is The Birdcast. Yeah, I guess it's working. What are you doing? Who are you texting? Instagram of this. Oh. Create, create hype. Oh, create hype. Nipe. I need hype. I need to... I need. Here's what I need. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I need to find. Absolutely. I love. I love the hundred fifty thousand people that download this every episode. Yeah. The. Uh, do you like that I fudge that number <laughs> <laughs> by about one hundred fifty thousand? I did it once. I tried to overly exaggerate to somebody. I was like, you know, the six hundred thousand people would get to listen to this, and they didn't react. And I was like, you know, I'm clearly exaggerating. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we were hoping. No. The. Um, but like I, I always, I what what do you, how do you think you get new people to the podcast? New people's tough. You plateau a little bit. Yeah, I, I think like I plateaued. I love growth. this. But here's the other thing. Here's I, how you get new people: go on other people's podcasts. Uh, Let them know. Hi, I'm Burke Kreischer, and I have a podcast called Ari Shapiro's Skeptic Tank. Yeah, everyone that listens to this podcast. Yeah. Actually, I let me rephrase that. Yeah. More people than listen to this podcast will listen to this episode because of you. Really? Yeah, I know my numbers. I, I almost, I, I almost want to. I find my computer's here. I'd pull up my numbers and let you take a look at them. How much fun would that be? It is fun. I, I love looking ups- at numbers sometimes. Yeah, it's not even feedback like "oh, good job" or anything. It's just like interesting to see. Mm, yeah, big. You want to know? You're big, my second and fourth biggest downloaded podcast. Uh, you are my. I think we've done this before, actually. Yeah, with a phone when I was in New York, I remember sort of. Um, the you know who's you know who is uh, somebody's about to say, overtake you for fourth. Really? Yeah. Who? I did a podcast with this libertarian about how awful the government is. So they're like a couple hundred behind you. Really? Yeah, like right on. Shut like, up. Yeah. I, I never, my ones that, the ones I think are really good, like the ones with my sisters was my, one of my favorites. I was drunk. I was nice. really drunk. It was my birthday. And they, and they did what my family does where I tell a story and yeah. then they stop me and they go, that never happened. <laughs> it's so like I have this story about Cotty has the, one of the best stories ever. Cotty was, I don't know if I've t- ever told you this, uh-uh. but for all you that Who's didn't Cotty? listen, Cotty's my youngest sister. Real pretty. Both my sisters are beautiful, but Cotty's like, Cotty's the one that would be in like, uh, in Stuff magazine. I picture exactly someone looks, that looks exactly like you, but longer hair. No. She's actually pretty. She looks like, uh, she looks like, um, like uh, this is gonna sound horrible. She looks like a hot Amy Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer's hot, <laughs> but she looks like a different. Amy Schumer's not hot. Amy, Relax, dude. Amy you can't throw her on hot like it's nothing. <laughs> I'm sure you're friends with her. I'm friends 
hands on their butt. Have respect for the word. <laughs> She's okay. Anyway, someone who battles weight issues is not a fucking. You can never be hot if you're battling. That's just you can't be that. I fucking one time Amy and I were working on a show and she was like, she, I was like, what are you doing? She goes, I, I, I sweat. My armpits sweat like crazy. I go, me too. She was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so every time I see her, I just vision her armpit sweating. <laughs> she looks so much like that Amy Adams uh, billboard for um, for American Hustle. Amy Adams on that billboard it always reminds me of Schumer. Really? Yeah. I'm like, wait, is that sh-? like, it fools me every time. I couldn't imagine being, very honestly, I couldn't imagine being Amy Schumer. In what way? Having that kind of pressure. Somebody told me she was sitting at that table upstairs at the cellar, and some girl came up to her and was like, "Just so you know, I'm like really like that." The Amy Schumer inside the mind of Amy Schumer, whatever it is, she was like, "That really speaks to me." And Amy just reacted with like, "Well, I didn't write it, so go talk to Jesse Klein." <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, she does not want to have like that dead-on interaction with them. Really, she wants her own thing. I can't imagine. I saw her. Uh, we hung out like in uh, in uh, Portland, maybe Portland or Seattle. Portland. Yeah, she was doing a theater, and I was doing the club. Oh, nice. And she came by after, and we all went and drank at the uh, Hawthorne Saloon. Oh, Hawthorne. I love drinking. Yeah. What are you looking at, my looking setup? At setup. Yeah. Uh, this is all from you, I want to say. I think I heard What's your the podcast. the Beats by Dre thing go into it for? What that uh, go that goes into here so I can hear the if it sounds oh, right, okay. Right. But you know what? I, I could run the levels myself, but what I do is I just run it straight into my Zoom, and then the Zoom automatically runs my levels. Yeah, you just and then I throw it, it into Levelator. That's right. Then I throw it into Levelator, mm-hmm. and then I edit it all myself on my, you know. Uh, computer? Yeah, on my computer. Although one of my sound, my sound guy and my cameraman were like, I we have a setup for you. What you need to do yeah. is you need to get this system. You need to run ambient sound in the background. So when you want to pull something out, which I've only pulled something out of this like once or two, yeah. once, um, I tried to pull something out one time with Moshe Kasher, but I couldn't get it out, and it sounded so weird. So I just left it in. I said you wanted it out for what? For him or for you? For me. I, oh, right. We were talking about that girl, the show, the TV show with, with Lena Horn. Uh huh. You know those? What? Girls, I called it fat girls. Oh, and wait, was, oh, that's Lena Dunham. What's Lena Horn? Who's Lena? Oh, Horn? Lena Hunt. My bad. See, this is why I don't fucking. Anyway, back to Amy Schumer. <laughs> yeah. Back to Amy Schumer. <laughs> so, um, so we hung out, and when I pull stuff out, I just go, oh, "I'm editing here because the guy I interviewed was a pussy and doesn't want certain information out." <laughs> oh, I one time my sisters in that podcast with my sisters, they started singing "Happy Birthday" to me, yeah. and I was like, "I'm editing this because I don't want to be sued. I have no idea." How li- yeah, because you can't sing "Happy Birthday." Oh yeah. So I fucking edited. I was like sued. Yeah, sued by "Happy Birthday." How much money do you think they're getting for this? Who's the, podcast? the Happy Birthday conglomerate? <laughs> like, there's, dude, there's one guy that owns it, and they're fucking extremely litigious. That's why Chili's has to go "Happy Happy Birthday, Happy Birthday oh, to you, wow. Happy Happy Birthday, Happy Birthday to you." That's like how that guy makes his money. That's the he only makes way that guy his makes money. money he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, he's like one of those, one of those, uh, those uh, guys that are suing Marin and Corolla, a bloodhound, oh, not yeah. a bloodhound. Uh, Ace Broadcasting, no, no, they're they're, uh, god damn, yeah, it. they're just like, um, you use something that we sort of use, so we're gonna sue you for millions. Patent troll, so it's like a patent troll, but with like they buy the oh. rights to Happy Birthday, but then it comes public domain. So like the Saints coming marching in is in public domain. The my favorite part is that is that. Season one of Trip Flip, the only thing we could use for any music we ever played was when the Saints come marching really? in. So, <laughs> yeah. So, like, we have the number one fucking trumpetist in New Orleans, and all he can say play is when the Saints come marching in. Do you know what Ozzy's wife did? Who? Uh, Ozzy Osbourne? Sharon. Yeah. No, what? She just... So, 
he wanted to re-release all that stuff. So he just goes, well, I'm Black Sabbath now. So she just paid uh, musicians, like a guitarist, a drummer. She goes, I'm going to need you to play pretty much the whole album Paranoid for me. And I'll give you like five grand. Really? And then you're out. And then you're out. So then he can just re-release those and never has to pay the original musicians. That way he's like... Did no, he write we- all that music? I don't know how it works. Exactly. He had to have. What, what, yeah, how- maybe. So they just re-recorded all his hits. Put his, his voice on there. They have his track, and then it's just like, ah, oh, fuck you. You guys aren't getting anything. Really? Yeah. I can't imagine that kind of mentality. There yeah. are there's certain personalities. You need a Courtney Love or a Sharon Osbourne doing it for you. I can't imagine that they would think. Oh no no, I'm thinking of like the kind of people who you have a fucking great band and mm-hmm. they go fuck it, I'm out. Oh right. And they burn it to the ground. I don't get that personality trait. Like there are people I've worked with on TV shows that. Uh, they didn't get their way. So what yeah. they do is they'll send an email and that is really nasty, which is clearly not the way to handle things. No. Because then it forces everyone to lawyer up and get their fucking and get their t- tail in a tight bound way. Yeah. And then when when that does happen and they're brought in front of everyone saying, We've received this email, this is our feelings. Now we need to talk because there's you know, I'm not saying this has happened to me per se, but like that and then they're like, Well, I was just trying to get my point out. What the fuck is wrong with people that they can't just talk it out and get through it? Right. Like, if I was on a tour with comics, yeah. like, I, I, we did the Jamison Comedy Tour. We never once got to a place, like, we get drunk and we'd fucking fight and we'd get in arguments and we'd say hurtful things. But the next morning we were like, hey. I was we were, writing an email saying, I can't, I can't continue with this. Yeah. Please talk to my lawyers. I can never, I would never write, never write a fucking email. Never write a fucking email. The best way I saw somebody break up with a band was Sting. Just He just said about the police, it goes, eventually... A band is like a club, and I just got too old to be in a club. But it wasn't like fuck those guys. Yeah, opinion. It was just like yeah, I want to do my own thing. I bet. It, I bet you do have a lot of hangers ons. What do you mean? Like I bet there's. I bet there is like a bassist that just is like just. Dude, you haven't pulled your weight in six years. Yeah, Never been and, a goddamn thing. Yeah, and get you anyone just, to replace you. Yeah, and you just roll in to practice late, and you're like, "What's mm-hmm. the thing?" And you just aren't laying down anything creative. And you're like, "I think I got my part, guys. Want to go get lunch?" <laughs> yeah, bring everyone it, down. If you could be on a tour with any any four comedians, mm-hmm. and don't just say what might be a lucrative tour, any four comedians, any four comedians, Money out of the picture. you th- three more, three more comedians, and you, hmm. just like the Kings of Comedy, three more comedians, switching up lineups. How do we how do we decide who goes when? Uh, Is it just all mixed up, or am I headlining? Or am I going? You can be with DL Hughley for all I care. You can go whenever in the lineup. I'd want to go first, obviously, because I'd like to get my job out of the way and then start drinking. Right, right, right. That's me. Um, who would the four comics be? Don't forget to pick up back to your Schumer story. Okay, you ready? Let's get. Let's do it this way. Let's do it this yeah. way. Let's do. Who would you not want to go? Fucking <laughs> who's no like a re- realistic cast yeah. of dudes, and then a fucking dream cast. Oh right. Like like obviously, me and Attell are never going to hit the road together. That's just probably not going to happen. Attell I'm never getting cool. that fucking. But I would love to be with like. I'd love to be with like Attell. Um, Stanhope would be interesting. St- I, Although yeah. the road part of it would be not great with Stanhope. Oh, I'd fucking love that. I can't handle that blow and that drinking. I can't. It's just too much. It's just too much sometimes. Really? Yeah. I went on a little tour with Meath, Tripoli, and then uh, two other guys, Jason Rouse and um, and Chris Neff. And it was like bare bones tour three years ago. Stayed yeah. in Hotel Sixes, three to a room. But Neff and Rouse like blow. And so it was like, okay, you guys are staying together. And we're staying together. Oh, over yeah. Here. I couldn't. I it's couldn't. Just got, it's just too much. Yeah, I couldn't do – well, Attell's sober, so maybe I wouldn't want to be on the road with Attell. Oh, that's I'd, why I'd hate to look be. at him like I'm looking in a mirror every night as I drink, and he's just like, hmm. 
All right, one day. Yeah, maybe Chappelle. I'd like to just sit around smoking oh. weed. Like, who would Sh- want to do that? Just sit around smoking weed, watching some TV, and just dream talking. dream tour. Chappelle, Attell. Chappelle, Attell. Yeah. And I wonder though. I wouldn't mind being on the road with Cat Williams. Why? For the drama? Fucking just he he makes. Hear about when giggle. he came to the store? No. Came to the store, started arguing with somebody. It was right after Obama won his second election or something. And yeah. one of the black comics there was wearing like a like a wait Obama won his second election. Yes, he's been reelected. No, he's only been on one term. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's wrong. No, no, that's wrong. No, he's only been on one term. No, you're wrong. I know, I'm not usually that political, but he's I know not, you're wrong. Because five years ago today, he promised to close Guantanamo Bay. No, in one year, he has not. Who did he run against? McCain. That was the first time. Yeah. The guy who people are losing their mind right now. They're positive that I'm right, and they're so annoyed at you because he's been in There's office no, more, than, more than four he's years. He's only been. In When's office. he going to run, run for president again? When, like last it's, November. It's coming up in November again. That's when the elections are. So he's been in office three years. You're saying? <laughs> you're saying Obama's been in office for three years? There's no way. He's only, he's only been in office for three years. No way, man. He's only been in office for three years. I in 2009, he promised to close Guantanamo by 2010. Uh, January 2010. I swear to God. Who are you calling? Buns. He's okay. got to know. He's going to mock you. I can't wait for him to mock you. Please answer the phone. Oh, he's not going to. He's not going to answer the phone because I just got off the phone with him. He's like, God damn it. I got all the Enough. points I needed. <laughs> oh, fuck. He's definitely been in office twice. He ran again. No, McCain was the first time. Who did he run against? McCain was like, well, it's good. We got a black guy, so it's, it's cool for the country. Who's, he's only been in office. And then who did he run against the second time? Yes, he ran against the guy who was uh, <laughs> he was like a real pretty guy. Was the vice president candidate? Was a real pretty guy because Palin was the first vice presidential candidate for the Wait. Republicans. This guy was like real pretty. <laughs> he was like a real good looking dude. You don't remember any of this? No. He's <laughs> only been elected. Oh, I, if I could tell you who he ran against, it'd be a lot easier. <laughs> he's a real pretty. What was his like platform? The other guy? Yeah. Not black? <laughs> Probably. He's only been in office once. No He's way. He's only been in office once. No way. 2008, 2012. They had a new election, 2012. That no. whole last year was already reelected. Who did he run against? I don't know. I know the vice president guy was like a real pretty dude who's back in Congress now or something. Who you calling now? My dad. He's got to know. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Now that you're saying this, I do remember Stars, the real pretty guy. Yeah. I real do pretty remember the real pretty they guy. They don't want to make the Palin mistake again. Who did he fucking run against? I don't know. Dukakis? Is that a person? No. <laughs> Albert, God damn it. Wait, because I do remember the guy that worked out and lifted weights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little little scandal, like maybe he's too sexy or something. Yeah. I do remember that guy. Who was his boss? Who was the guy he was running under? Wasn't McCain? Motherfucker! Just Google Barack Obama. Yeah, Barack Obama, two thousand twelve. Bi- no, not Biden. No, Biden's his pre- vice president. By the way, Biden, most under the radar vice president that I've ever remember. <laughs> I can barely remember his name until you told me that. <laughs> he's like, he's like a double date with a with some chick that you're like, yeah, yeah. What was her name? She was like her roommate, right? She was just there. She oh, you went play the cross with her? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Obama. he just got a job for eight years, and he's like, sweet. I ain't doing shit. It's like a mafia job. No, he definitely <laughs> ran against somebody. I don't know who it was. Who did they like bring out to run against him? Not the governor of New York. No. 
What were you going to tell me about uh, Schumer, though? I have no fucking clue. I can't believe I... I can't, he's only been president for one... No, it's no, got to be two now. Five years. Five years. Are you fucking kidding me? Um, I'm looking this up. Ann Dunham was his mom, mom's name? Who? Barack Obama. Oh, that's... No way. No way is he American with a mom's name saying Ann Dunham. His mom... Barack Obama's mom was Ann Dunham. As uh, in Jeff Dunham, as in Lena Dunham. Oh, now I see. I wonder if Jeff Dunham has any relation to Barack Obama. Or Lena Horn. Or Lena Horn. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, you see, do you see how wrong? Did you find it? No, it's not. It'll come up. I'll tell you the Schumer. So I, but I, but so like, okay, this, I'll restart. So we partied in Portland. We had a good time. Uh, and she, but she, she definitely had like, she had a, like a tour manager. Which was like her, I think her ex ex boyfriend. Oh wow! Yeah, really. I really liked the guy a lot, but ex ex boyfriend. She had the people from Live Nation with her. She had her uh-huh. feature act, her opening act, and then another comic that met up with them. And then, but it was like a it was like a group of people, but it wasn't like um, so like it wasn't like Rogan. So like when. What way was it not like Rogan? Because Rogan's with his friends. Those are all friends, right? So it's like you, when you guys, I only know because I've never been on the road with you guys, but it's when you guys are on the road, it's like you, Joey, Joe, and then do you guys have like a tour manager? Yeah, if Rogan wants to go, no. If Rogan wants to go get seafood and somebody else is adamantly against that, he gets overruled. Yeah. Even though he's paying for it. Right. Yeah, with Amy, I don't think that would happen if some tour manager was like, I'd rather not. Yeah, exactly. So, But it just seems so isolating also because she's a female. So she's by herself in a weird way. Mm-hmm. You know, like it seemed like, and it's almost like uh, being like, um, I don't know. And there seemed like, there seems like there's a, I believe there's like a little bit of a, more of a cattiness between f- successful female comics. Chicks, yeah, absolutely. Than there is between successful male comics. Yeah, we're comfortable with who we are. We know we're not um, getting by on looks, so we're not, we don't think it's going to go away if someone else gets prettier than us. Fuck. Did you find it? Yeah, he's been reelected. Who did he run against, do you know? God damn it. Uh, presidential presidency. Presidential campaigns. 2008, uh-huh. he ran against... Uh, McCain Palin. Yeah. 2012, Franklin... B- nope, not Roosevelt. Franklin Roosevelt. That's amazing. Bill Clinton, Joe Biden... Mm. Who was it? God, okay, we're going to play you a game. now. Okay. You totally it. fucking remember. Of course. Totally fucking remember. He was big in the news probably for like a while. You Hold ready on, let me for this? Before you give me hints. I remember now. There was, there was the guy from Law and Order was running. Who came out on top? The guy from Law and Order. Um, uh, uh, Ron Paul. Oh, the guy from Massachusetts. He's from Mexico. Who's from Mexico? The guy he ran against is no. born in Mexico. The guy who was governor of Massachusetts? The guy he was ran against was born in Mexico. You can't run for president if you're born in Mexico. He was. I think he was born in Utah. Grew up in Mexico. Oh. Because he's a Mormon. Yeah. Fuck, what's his name? I don't remember his name. It rhymes with... He's super rich, didn't pay taxes, right? It rhymes with shit. Mitt Romney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mitt Romney. Shit, Mitt Romney. Fuck, I can't believe I you forgot were positive. that. You I were was like, positive. Ari, you're an idiot. I was fucking positive. I was like, again. how? I was literally like, how fucking long have you been in New York? Yeah. 
So wait, so back to Schumer. God, yeah. I can't, we're talking about Schumer for a very long time. But like, I feel like I remember one She's time. Hot, I, man, get I, downloads. I, so <laughs> I saw her interact with, uh, and I'm starting gossip right now. Her tour manager. Yeah, sure. No, no, no. I saw her interact with Sarah. Um, Tiana no. Silverman. Silverman, and there just was like there was there wasn't the kind of camaderie you'd see between uh, say yeah. like say like Chappelle and Rogan, right? And that's technically we barely know each other, but they'd still be like cool with each other. They'd be they'd be like, hey man, what's up? Hey, it's good to see you. you that's know? how Rogan did that um, best boobies award sketch on Chappelle show. Yeah, he said he was just walking by, and Chappelle was like, hey man, what are you doing? He's like, oh Chappelle, what are you doing? He goes, oh, but come help me with this because we feel I think as guys we feel like there's a ton of fucking there's a ton of opportunity uh, for us. Well, yeah, there's like there's a ton of opportunity between women. There is one. They're all playing against each other in a weird no, way. No, it's because men get by on their merits, and that's what they know that's what they're trying to promote. Whereas women know that getting by on there's not many other females around there's not a ton of females yeah. working so any other female like makes that scares their idea of success scares their idea of like how i'm gonna make it whereas there's already tons of talented guys that are around and we don't have to compete against them yeah to make it for ourselves i mean in a, in a, yeah i guess that's it but that's so why but i i saw her the next day and yeah. and I, like and so like i'm kind of going th- i'm not going through which ever by any stretch of means what she's going through she's but, famous. but but like but like i'm working a lot but i have feel like i have a ton of people i can talk to about it uh-huh. like i called buns tonight to talk to him about like this something but i don't feel like oh, there's he would have mocked you so hard <laughs> for not knowing that he'd be like you're an idiot God of course he would have known the guy's name i'm so glad he didn't answer his phone now <laughs> can't believe how fucking little i don't even think i voted that election why would you vote for any election I don't. I voted the first time for Barack. Why? Uh, oh, because your vote definitely does not make a difference. Yeah, mathematically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and also because our government doesn't represent us anyway. So why would you even enter into that situation? That's I not the way to change things. I can't believe you fuck with TSA agents. Why wouldn't I? I'm a free man. I'm a I know, free man. But you can pretend you, like I'm free. We're going to be. Do you realize free? how much more difficult that can make your life? Just like the fact that they put you on some list and then you get searched every time you go through. Oh yeah, I'm sure they told the same thing to Rosa Parks. <laughs> Just sit in the back. You you'd get there faster if you just sat in the back. Rosa, okay, Rosa, but fine, oh fine. My God. Yeah, maybe they someone should. please make that into a meme. But if you and just please send back, it to me, if you just sat in the back, none of this would be a problem. Can you just sit in the back? I sit in the back. I have a great time. The back's actually not that bad. You can't just sit in the back like us. Uh, just please send me that meme of Ari. I am the Rosa Parks of flying. TSA. I am the Rosa Parks of TSA. They told that to Rosa Parks. I love the way your fucking brain works sometimes. Like I, I listen to you on podcasts, yeah. and you're so seamlessly you, and you don't, you are not hindered at all. Like I don't ever want you to get like Success. fucking famous because yeah. because once you get like super famous, I I'm afraid that that would disappear. Yeah. That you'd be like, well, fuck, now I'm making like $2 million Once a year. Once you owe them, then they can come knocking. That's what Patrice O'Neill did this thing on ONA. Yeah. And he talks about Tracy Morgan getting that when he said, if I, my son was gay, I'd stab him. Yeah. That whole, and then Chris Rock was like, defended him for a day till he got the call. And then he came, they, actually, Tracy Morgan went too far. Yeah. I'm like, motherfuckers, you all knew how he talked. You, you always knew what he did. I don't on stage. think anyone knew. I don't think anyone knew how Tracy Morgan talked. Really? I don't think anyone had a fucking clue because I've been in clubs when he'd go on stage and he'd do what he believed was, yeah. you know, was like kind of like observe. I, I used to tell a joke about his observational oh, yeah. comedy of like, who remembers finger fucking by the handball courts? And you're like, no, that never happened to any <laughs> no of us. No one remembers that. Like, yeah, but it was, I found it's it so beautifully. 
uh, independent from everyone else. Yeah. Like I found it as a comic yeah. the way we often do. I go, that's so beautiful. I don't even know if he knows why I think that's so brilliant. It's just him. He just be free. He's just real as fuck. But then they came calling and said, now you're going to be a spokesman for LGBA, yeah. LGBTA, whatever. Um, and you're not going to be able to open your mouth like you want to anymore. And then he can't be free. Yeah, it, it kind of fucking, you know, must be kind of nice. You wonder, like, why haven't they gotten, like, someone, like, you know, that doesn't really say controversial things at all? Yeah. Why do they go for the controversial ones? Like, look at Rogan. Yeah. Probably one of the more controversial people. But, like, he's, he's on, he was on fucking everything. I mean, he's... I mean, he, why not go after him? Like, no, but no, but what I meant is, why is it that, like, say a network... Mm-hmm. Why do they hire the controversial ones? Exactly. Why not just get somebody to, safer? Yeah, why not just get safe people and just go, as opposed to, do you think it's like breaking a stallion? Like they like that feeling? Oh, maybe of controlling. Those guys out there, like like Ice Cube and those Coors Light commercials, where like, you couldn't look more Ice like Cube. an Uncle Tom. You, you couldn't look more white. <laughs> pretending to be an Arsenio Hall fucking dog pound guys think of, than that. Uh, yeah, think of uh, Ice Cube used to say he'd kill fucking cops. He'd fucking kill them. You sure that's not Ice-T? No, no. He, he had a cop killer, but Ice Cube was like, uh, with the motherfucking sawed off. Yeah. And the body's all hauled off. Yeah, and now he's just a fucking punk ass. And why? Because they get, they bought him off. But it's because he has street cred. Uh-huh. That so we, they need that street cred. They need that. You need the street but cred. to a degree. Right. Can't, can't have it you, too much. Can't be beating anybody up anymore. We need you. Yeah. yeah. But that's how I made my name. That's what you guys are selling. No, yeah, but that's in the past. Like, they, but if you look at all the people, like Seinfeld wasn't edgy at all. Like, he had no edge to him. None. But so he was like a good fit. Yeah. I mean, look at Ellen DeGeneres. She was gay. Like, they, in a weird way, they're like, we like. Think of how many gay actors you know where they're like, hey, just don't tell anyone you're gay. Yeah. Like, why? Why not just get a straight one to play? Like, what is? Why not? Or why not let them just come out of the closet and be who they are? I mean, think of all the fucking actors we know that are sitcom actors that are gay. That they're just like, hey, keep that shit Let's back. Yeah, yeah. Like, why? It's a Hollywood. They'd accept you here. They won't accept them in the middle. I, that is so crazy. Some of that with gay. I did this podcast with Kevin Meany, and he came out at fifty. Came really? out at fifty years old. But with him, it was like he tried coming out a couple times when he was in his teens. He got real negative reaction. And he goes, "Well, I'm burying it." <laughs> Wait, how do you go back? How do you go back in the closet? Well, you tell a friend like, you know, I think I'm gay. Like, what are you a faggot? Is that what you are? You're a faggot? And he's like, oh, uh, uh, I guess I can cancel no, my I parents. Meant, I meant happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just say something. I guess I don't know. Gay? No, I said I'm. I'm a, hey, <laughs> the, how do you, yeah? Hey, allergic. I never had anyone come out to me. Why wow, you look fat in that? Really, I had a friend. My friend, gay Andrew from college. <laughs> we used to always say he was gay. He's like, I'm not gay. Stop saying that. I'm like, why do you wear so much purple? And he was like, well, I'm just, that's not, I want to be a villain. Yeah. And then one day, junior year, we we're going to eat late night after we got drunk at Cluck You Chicken. In New York? No. In Maryland. University okay. of Maryland. And he goes, Ari, I need to talk to you. Can we sit down for a second? I was like, yeah, sure. He goes, I just, I'm, I'm gay. I'm like, Dude, Andrew, we knew that freshman year. I've, Why'd you waste our time? I've definitely known people were gay way before they knew they were gay. Oh, yeah. And then mentioned it to them. We used to do, in college, we used to tell people they were gay when they weren't. We'd be like, sit my buddy Obi down. We did it to my buddy Obi a lot. And we're like, listen, man, it's okay if you're gay. You get everybody? Everyone. And he's like, I'm not gay. And we're like, no, 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 no. You haven't hooked up in a while. And we know that the reason is you, you're just gay. 
And he was like, wait, I haven't hooked up because no one wanted to fuck me. And we're like, sure. Okay, that's what, that's what it is. Sure. Yeah. And then, and then like, like, like three days later, independently, he just bring it up. You guys know I'm not gay, right? And we're like, dude, we're not talking about it. You're the one still talking about it. And you just get in their head and then just fucking ruin their game. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had anyone come out to me. Oh, that's fun. I had one, my, my little brother in my fraternity. Uh, I won't say his name only because I don't think he wants. I know people listen to this. Yeah, but he was my little brother in my fraternity, and he was a virgin at like twenty up until all through college. Good sign. And I was like, anyone who's a virgin, I I literally have to go. Any male who's a virgin, it. question it. I just go. I I tried to fight it. Are you religious? Are you? What's the deal? I Why can't, you? Because I know some reason some people are virgins is because they're gay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so some, reason, some people are virgins because they don't like pussy. Yeah. But he he was I was in New York. I was at Sharp Entertainment, my company with the Dibberth Conqueror, and I walked off. And I was it's right on Forty Fourth. The reason I say that is because by Bryant Park. I think it's Bryant Park. Uh-huh. And I'm walking through by by Bryant Park, and I see him, and I'm like Ta or Jill, Jimmy, whatever his name is, Jimmy. And he goes and he sees me and he freezes. I go, what the fuck are you doing here, man? I didn't know you live in New York. And he's like. Yeah, yeah, and I was, was like, he with somebody? Dude, I, I don't. Even, I'm just looking at him. <laughs> yeah, and he he's like, yeah, and then he goes, I'm gay, and I went, oh, and I realized there's a Puerto Rican with his hand in his back pocket. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, cool. Oh. But I was, I, I, I was I, not that I was ever, you know, I was, I was, I wasn't homophobic in college, but I was just a regular dude who said probably the f word and the h word or whatever word word you might say. Yeah, but like. uh but and but which I'm sure f- f- got him afraid, and then he saw, and I was, but I was well past that. I was like fucking almost like 37. I was like, dude, I don't give a you know, shit. Nobody cares anymore. No one cares that you're gay. Or my the guy that sat next to me all through high school was gay, and he came downstairs. He was shooting headshots with my roommate in L.A. Mm-hmm. and were and I lived downstairs. My roommate lived ab- above stairs, Lorenzo. And my buddy says to him, uh, "I'll say this guy's name. I don't give a fuck." <laughs> uh, Eric Kinder. He's uh-huh. definitely out of the closet. He's got like a boyfriend and. Eric Kinder and I was Chrysler. We lived, we was like right next door to each, sat next to each other yeah. for four years. For four years, he was just a smaller dude. Sit according to your name, yeah, Ball Boys Catholic High School. Me, Joe Lorenz, and Eric Kinder sat next to each other wow. for fucking four years. We just sat wherever we wanted, yeah. So in in chapel. So what? They were upstairs taking headshots and blowing. So he's each other. taking headshots, and he was like, he was like, uh, "Where are you from?" And the guy's like, oh, "I'm from Tampa." And he's like, "Oh, my roommate's from Tampa." He was like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, where'd you go to school?" My the guy goes, "Jesuit." He goes, I th- "Is that like all boys Catholic high school?" And he goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "I think my roommate went there." He's like, "Hold on, come downstairs, see if you know him." And he go, they come down to my room, and Eric Kinder sees me. He's like, uh, uh, and like freezes, but like just because someone knew him. That's what I mean. It's hard to come out. Once yeah. You, once you set that in, you're like, I can't let this. Guy and he know. had already told my roommate because he's his his own his own man now. He had, he they, he had known my roommate through his boyfriend. His boyfriend had shot headshots, yeah. and I think he was just afraid of what I'd say. But I didn't yeah. give a fuck. I was like, that's awesome, man. And then I did. And then I did uh, acting classes with his boyfriend. Dude, you want to talk about a fucking scam? Yeah. I did an acting class with his boyfriend, the fucking big acting coach here. What's the chick? The big acting coach. Oh yeah. I wish I could remember her fucking name. Yeah, his boyfriend was an acting coach and so I go in this is like right after I shot a sitcom so I go in and I get and, and I and he, I give him the sides everyone's bored as fuck out of this story I should just bail on it now it's fucking <laughs> such a stupid this is such an LA acting story I'm not gonna fucking tell it um, so wait are you uh, are you doing uh, Ice let's House? backtrack let's backtrack yeah. to get back to Sh- that Schumer story oh yeah oh I'm free because I don't because I don't take their money <laughs> Yeah, you're uh, that's the fucking and then and then how does that get back to Schumer? 
I don't know. Did you see the? Uh, I'm dying to ask you because I know you're going to be super honest, and I have yeah. honest opinions about it. But I'm afraid to share them just openly. But have you seen? Be yourself, the, and they can't attack you. No, they no, won't no. Get no. mad at Dice for being misogynist, but they'll get mad at fucking Jerry Seinfeld for being misogynist because yeah. he, he's himself. No, people get mad at Dice for being misogynist. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Here, pick at him. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> he right. cried on Arsenio. <laughs> oh yeah, God. <laughs> I remember seeing. God. I remember seeing that and being like, "The what fuck happened to him?" This? Yeah, <laughs> Bill Burr cried on uh, Conan the other night. For what? Do you not mean? the other night. Yeah, the other night. What do you mean he cried? He was well, not cried. He got broken up over what? Uh, they were talking about Patrice, and he just got ca- caught him off guard, and he like got broken up. But oh. then it was very real. Like there was no but acting got to so it. So many hits. His hands was his hand was shaking, and I saw it, and I went, "Woo, that fucking that just it just." Fucking People love bam. genuine. It's like when I saw the butler, I just bawled on the fucking plane. Really? Have you seen it? No. It's pretty fucking good. Really? Yeah. If you come out with like... Is that all about the guy who helped Batman? <laughs> Alfred? It's just his side it's story? It's about Alfred. Wow. But Alfred's black. Oh. Yeah. Twist. And Ben. And the fucking Batman's the president. <laughs> oh, wow. Interesting. Pretty fucking amazing. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. And instead of... Uh, <laughs> they, they shoot... The fucking I don't know where this gag's going, but uh, yeah, the, I saw the butler and it just caught me off guard. It was a really like, by the end, at the end, I was fucking bawling and I'm on a plane and I have a hoodie on and I'm just sobbing uncontrollably. Really? And I'm drunk. And I'm like, I did that when I saw Babe on the plane and uh, about the pig. No, about oh that one, yeah, maybe the Babe <laughs> about Babe Ruth, but also the pig one. I probably cried. I think I think I saw that in college. Y'all yeah, cry on a plane. Really? It's so embarrassing though. You want someone's next to you and you're like, you have to I pull my hoodie up. You know which one? Call, you know which one? <laughs> put your hoodie up. <laughs> I put my hoodie over my head and just sobbing. <laughs> you know what one call, that I got me really bad, really, really bad, <laughs> so and made vulnerable. The, and made the person next to me laugh. What? Walking tall with Johnny Knoxville with the rock. <laughs> when he throws a two by four over into the window. When he, when Which he stand, part made you cry? When he stands up in the courtroom and rips his shirt off, and he goes, "This will never happen to anyone in my neighborhood." I was like, "Oh, it's the Rock!" <laughs> the Rock catches me every fucking time. Uh, <laughs> I saw a picture of Andre Giant and the Rock last night. There was like ten interesting pictures of Andre the Giant. Uh-huh. I've been getting caught into those fucking like you get on one thing, yeah. and then it's like all these different like articles. Turtle Boy loses his shell on his back. And you're like, what? There's a kid that has a fucking shell on his back. It's like, obviously, it's a tumor, but it looks like a turtle shell. And then they took it off. They finally took it off. They took it off, and then but they take all the skin off his stomach. I would have left the fucking shell on. Oh, it was fucking intense. I like turtles. <laughs> what was that? What was that? What's what that, was that from? I'm a turtle. There's some weird. There's some weird internet clip that has millions of hits. It's some lady doing a a, a porter, just like whatever, talking to somebody, and then this kid next to her. She just looks at him and just goes, I like turtles. <laughs> it's got like just millions of hits. Just some little like half-retarded kid. The uh, You know what I just got on to in the internet? What? Retarded? Yeah. Yeah. So it, 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 it's it's easier. It that way. <laughs> it's easier to get that word out of your vocabulary when you have kids because all your friends have like, there's everyone's got a kid that's got some sort of oh. special needs. So you, it's very easy to get out of your system. Then. You got to be more careful. Yeah, yeah. You got to grow up in all Jewish school. We would drop n bombs so easily. Are you serious? Like it was nothing. And then we'd have a teacher. Like I might say, we got one in like eleventh grade. We're like, oh, we got to be <laughs> careful. 
Because we don't hate them. They're just not around. <laughs> Once they're around, then it's like, there's repercussions. Uh, the, uh, um, I read, one of my friends is on Twitter. Yeah. This girl that I grew up with, and her son's on Twitter. And her son is dropping N-bombs on Twitter. And I was really? like, yeah, he's like a ninth grader at the Ooh. same high school I went to. And I got, I just was like, holy shit. Like, I just, I, I just got to work it out and figure out there's better ways to get people going. Yeah. This is an undeveloped sense of... No, he's like saying it like like the way Madonna does. Like does Madonna say nigger? You... <laughs> I love getting fucked by niggers. <laughs> how, does no, she, how does she no, say it? No, no, no. When is Madonna dropping an N-bomb? <laughs> she said... She said it... Uh, she said... <laughs> All these niggers in my restaurant. <laughs> That's why I moved to England. <laughs> At least the blacks there aren't so niggerish. What did she say? How did she say it? What is Madonna? I can't imagine her using that. She was... What color do you want this table? <laughs> we can get a brown or nigger. <laughs> how would she... How would she use it? <laughs> I even feel like me laughing is racist. I just... No, she said... She said... her. Said, I said something about her son Rocco. Yeah. And, and, and called him the N-word. Who said that? Madonna called her son the N word. Like my nigga Rocco. No, <laughs> oh, that's, like, my, that's my nigga Rocco. Kind of, that's no. my son, Madonna. She said, "She said, Mama said, knock you out, and then hashtag this N word." I don't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't understand why she did it, but that's what Madonna did. Like this nigga right here doesn't have any. <laughs> that's respect. basically what Madonna did, and wow. then she was like, "It was a." She was like, "I was quoting a song or something, or like she I was saying apologize. it, like I was saying it." And then, and then I saw on CNN like the uh, black people were standing up for Madonna. Really? They were like, "Yeah, it's gotten it's gotten so colloquial, like it's gotten so cultural." People are gonna that, start using it now. That, that it's yeah. just it's not. The, she didn't mean it that way. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, it's interesting that you can say it. In this day and age, it'd be Madonna, but 30 years ago, Paula Dean said it, and she got fired today. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's interesting It also comes to down me. to how attractive you are. Do you hear the thing about Natasha did on New Year's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she made a joke about, they were, they were talking about um, some Chef Boyardee Twitter campaign for the, for the uh, Vietnam vets, yeah. Pearl Harbor vets, and they were like, it's kind of offensive. And then they, they were all, Jane Lynch was like, it's offensive, they call Spaghettios pasta as an Italian, I'm, I'm offended by that. And then Natasha made a joke like, "Well, it's interesting that they use the one food they can't, they can still eat." Yeah, so, you know. And everyone's like, "You're mocking our, our Pearl Harbor veteran." She goes, "No, I'm making fun of old people having dentures." What are you talking about? And she refused to apologize. And all these comics, like, she wrote the thing like, "I'm not apologizing. It wasn't wrong. You guys are misinterpreting it." Um, I gave money to the fucking veterans fund. You should too. Get off my back. Yeah. Uh, you should worry more more than coming home with PTSD than ever before than me making a joke about. It's just an old person joke. It's yeah. It's not. I don't think it has. Anyway, all these comics are like, I love her. She's great. She's awesome. Just thank God somebody finally defended themselves. But I was like, I'd like to see what would happen if it was one, not an attractive white woman, and two, uh, if it was a joke that actually like could really offend anybody. You know, yeah. come close to the line. But the fact that Madonna's an attractive woman, it really does get a yeah. Get people want to forgive them for those things. Well, you're with the the. Uh, this is um, by the time this airs, this is going to be. I'm gonna have to air this one sooner as opposed to later. Air it like a year and a half ago, so you're not wrong about Obama. <laughs> <laughs> we can set the date for March of 2011. Uh, uh, the um, did the, what the Bachelor said. Yeah. Did you hear what he said? Mm-mm. This is 
I'm interested to hear your take on this because he was like, because I do have a, I do have a little bit of a take. I understand what he was, but like he said, uh, the um, gay, uh, they asked him, could there ever be a gay bachelor? Uh-huh. And he was like, no. But now, mind you, he's from... He was uh, like, yeah. Oh, wait, Gay Bash or Gay Bachelor? <laughs> oh, gay Bash? Yeah, let's do it right now. <laughs> Can there be a Gay Bash? <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, wait. Oh, you kept talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have a great date. We're all going to go Gay Bashing. I want to see which girls react best to it. Could there ever be a Gay Bash? <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, I'm sorry, Bachelor? Oh, oh, allure? No, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh fuck! I'm gonna. I, I there's no way I'm gonna stay sober tonight. I said I wasn't gonna fucking drink. But I'm laughing too hard. Uh, no, he said. He said, can't. No. Oh fuck! Everyone, please buy my book. I know you're enjoying this fucking so much. Just go buy my book. Okay. Uh, <laughs> someone told me called? the best real estate in a podcast is in the middle of a podcast. Oh, yeah. And it's like, what are we doing? With my dates now. I yeah. Just turned it off. Yeah. What's yeah. your book called? Uh, it's called Life of the Party Pre-Order. Please pre-order it on burperbert.com. It is uh, pre-orders helps uh, determine how a book does the opening weekend and how it does opening weekend. Makes yeah, if it gets it, high up on the list, if it gets high it, up, be like, oh, maybe I'll get this. Right. If it goes on the New York Times bestseller list, then it's in all the stores. People yeah. pick it up. It's a really big deal. So yeah. I'm glad you guys are enjoying this as much as me. I hope you are. Please buy my book, Life of the Party. I wrote a book too. It's not just out, but you can still buy it. It's called Of Mice and Men um, <laughs> under my pen name, John Steinbeck. But oh, it's nice. really wonderful. Dude, that book, there's very few books. I want to get back to this other thing. Okay. There's very few books that become in my... They're like uh, Boo Radley is some a name I yeah. always drop of mice and men. I always like. I mean, when we when we were in class, we read, read the book, then I see the movie. When he's like, George, tell me what it's gonna be like. Like, tell me how it's gonna be. Am I gonna feed the rabbits? Am I gonna pet the rabbits? We did that. I taught. That was like a joke between. <laughs> we should let this kid pet the rabbits. Like we <laughs> yeah. fucking. That was like something. That one and then uh, the other book. We had one like that where it was it was just a commercial for um, like Down syndrome people that they can get jobs. Dude, we hold you on. Remember that? When nope. you sorting glass? No, I thought glass. I'm a, I'm a part of society. I thought glass. He has to sort glass. And then at the end, it shows, you know, give these people jobs. Like, they can be useful. And at the end, he goes, don't throw me away. And man, we yelled that at each other for <laughs> seven, eight years. There's The intensity of children yeah. is fucking, it's like Nazis. Every time somebody fell by accident, don't throw me away. <laughs> we just yell in his face. We had to watch a third trimester abortion in class. Oh. On TV. Would- at Jesuit, love to watch that. At Jesuit, it starts off with a little bit of pussy, and everyone's like, "Yeah!" yeah. All boys Catholic high school, <laughs> and then you see she's pregnant, and everyone's like, "Whoa, shit!" Weird. And okay. then they fucking start going in, and they break the baby apart and pull it out limb by limb, and they made us watch the whole fucking thing. Wow! And we were like sitting there, like, "Whoa, this is fucked up." And I'm like, only getting a first term abortion from yeah. now on. <laughs> <laughs> and then the priests were like, "That is abortion. If you have an abortion, if you have sex, it leads to an abortion. If you have abortion, you go to hell." And they're like, "All right, video off. Roll the video out." And we're like, "Holy fuck!" Oh man, we saw that. We saw the. We saw uh, the life. Um, we saw Monty Python's Holy Grail in class. Really? The teacher just put it on. He was like, "This is pretty good. You guys will like it." He just put it on. Wow. Yeah, Coach Boza. Um, so wait, the gay ba- not the or the regular bachelor? Oh yeah. Said, <laughs> "Do you really think there'll be a gay bachelor?" Um, said, "I want. I want. I saw. Is this this year?" Yeah, he's so he's from like soccer player or something. He's like Venezuelan or I something. Saw the first episode. Yeah, really? Yeah, I was on a date with some Jupe chick. She wanted to watch it, so I was like, "All right." So they said to him on an interview, "Do you think there'll ever be a gay bachelor?" And he said, uh, 
He goes, I, I don't think so. Gays are a little perverted, and I think that's not right for families to see, and I don't think that's a problem. I'm paraphrasing him. Yeah. But he his defense was um, – they get too sexual for TV. Yeah, they're too sexual. And his defense was he also didn't know – his English isn't amazing. He didn't mean perverted. He meant uh, touchy – actually, his defense didn't help him out at all. Right. But I then I thought, could they do a gay bachelor? Do you know how hot that bachelor would have to be for all the dudes in that house to just want that one person? I mean, part of the allure is no, that it, no one in that house wants to fuck each other. Right. They just want to fuck that one person. Here's how you do it. You get a gay bachelor that looks like you or Tom. You get, and a, then, you and get a bear and have the other ones be super hot. And they, but like, what's your type? Also, no matter what their type is, they'd be fucking each other. Like they're one hundred percent, they'd be fucking each other. They're, I mean, you couldn't. Hands they just off, be, look, at one just point wide, they'd be like, "Who the fuck's this guy with all the power? We don't need him. With booze we got around? a hot tub. Let him stay in the fucking house. We'll stay in the party house. Yeah, and I'm just like, fucking your get down. Like, oh, fine, I'll be back soon, guys. Yeah, <laughs> time for your date. Yeah. Uh, don't vote me off. I want to be in the party house. Take me out of the sixth way <laughs> so I can fucking say hi to him. Yeah. There's, I mean, it's the part of the way the bachelor works is that everyone wants one thing. Yeah. When everyone, so how they get. So sold on it so fast like i want this like i've never wanted anything i want this man like what do you you don't even you haven't said hi to him yeah yeah i can't believe they fucking fall in love that easy it's tv and it's just the setup of it they fall in love so 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 would then that work for the gay bachelor do you think that if the tv shows up Hmm. that now everyone just simply wants to win it's a lot of that wanting to win i think they also would fall in love with them but in the meantime while they're in love with this bachelor they'd be fucking each other they would definitely my friend justin there would definitely be one I, I can almost say without fail, there would definitely be one hookup of contestants, at oh, least one. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Be almost, you'd have to take such precautions to not let them do it. You'd have to keep them separate. And they would find a way. Even if you had them all in their separate rooms, lock the doors like a fucking insane asylum. Yeah, they're, in dudes. they're dudes. They're dudes. Yeah. They're going to find a way to fuck. Just like, all right, well, here we are at the party. It's a rose ceremony. Where's, where's Tom and Jim? <laughs> Time for the ro- Where's Tom and Jim? And they come back, one like wiping off his mouth, like, "Oh, sorry, we we're um, we had to get dressed. We were a little late." Was, yeah. uh... You guys fucking? <laughs> there's no. I mean, there's no way you'd have to have. There's no way you'd have to have the guy be Ricky Martin or something. I would love to see a bachelor with like all the bachelorettes, but one of the bachelorettes be bi or or, or gay and try to turn the other ones. So yeah, work her way through like a because ball. you know for a fact on TV people will do things. People do things that they would never fucking think on TV. Yeah, on TV, I'll, I I never forget. I did. I no one's gonna find footage of this. If you can, please post it, post it and show it to me. Um, we did me, Schumer, Theo Vaughn, I love Theo, uh, Red Grant, Donnell, uh, Kyle Cease, a bunch of people. We did the show called Reality Bites back on Comedy Central. I remember that. And the whole thing was you get uh, it was every episode was a spoof of another reality show. Have you tried the peanut butter ones? The peanut butter cups made by made by uh, what's that? Uh, Butterfinger. Butterfinger. They're amazing. Yeah, They're I fucking amazing. I'm in love with them. Yeah. And then the other is Toblerones. I, I got them had a bunch of Toblerones. Um, so the got them in Switzerland, even though they're available here. <laughs> yeah, got it in Switzerland like a fucking jackass. Yeah. Like that's the one you bought. <laughs> yeah, I bought. Well, I bought a bunch of real ones, but all the real ones are like shit. It's like imagine if you just grabbed a handful of candy bars out of the store mm-hmm. and then just brought them home. You're like, oh great, a number one bar. What's this or a zoo? I always do that. What? I always do that. Foreign candies. Re- oh yeah, I, I just stock fucking, up. And bring them back. I fucking loaded up, and Isla was trying them. Isla's like, Isla gives a look where she's like, 
I think it's we. I don't. I don't know what it is, but it's like a very honest. Like the fuck did you just say? Like a huh? Uh-huh. And she was like, "This sucks." Oh. So, um, what were we talking about? Uh, reality bites. So, so reality bites back. So we all hang out. We all uh, become. God, it's so funny. I fucking talked to you about something else. I totally remember just now. I'll t- I don't want to talk about it, but I'll talk to you about it off. I don't know. Okay. Oh, really? So, you don't- yeah. I don't want to talk about it, but I'll, I'll talk to you about it off air. But so um, we all do the thing, and it's like everyone gets voted off. And we, we were all fucking around. The first day, everyone was fucking around. And then we realized someone was getting voted off, and we got paid. I think we were getting paid like fourteen grand an episode, which is a lot of fucking yeah. money. So if you last long, you get paid more. If the longer you last, the more of those checks you get. When we all got it, it was favored nations, and we're like, "Oh, we're all getting fourteen grand an episode," and we're like, "That's great." No one thought as soon as you get kicked off, you don't get paid anymore. Yeah. Everyone just thought, "Oh wow!" I remember th- doing the math. We were doing twelve episodes, and I was like, "That's a fucking dick load of money." I'm gonna make fucking like hundred and fifty grand or something. This is gonna be great. And so we go to the first episode, and we're all fucking around. We're all getting to know each other. We're doing stuff. We're staying in the house. The first episode took three days to shoot, and at the end of the third day. The uh, we get to the end and we realize we're voting someone off, Ooh. and that Theo Vaughn gets to pick who goes home. Oh, and we're well, like, he's played these games before. He's a Theo mastermind. Vaughn. Theo Vaughn's already been on Dude, a fucking reality. He won show. the whole fucking season. He won the whole season. Really? He's a, he knows how this works. He knew the second he went in, this is a fucking game. He knew. Wow. To, he he didn't piss anyone off. He became friends with everyone. He told everyone how cool they were. He knew what the huh. fuck he was doing. Man, you're so cool. And then he got himself in the position to get, be the person to vote someone off. And he was like, I remember him saying, I played it wrong. And I went, what? And he goes, I didn't want this job. I wanted to be the second. I didn't want to, have to pick the person that goes Theo home. Theo said that. Theo said that. And he's like, what do I do? And I, and then I remember uh, Kyle's. No, 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 not Kyle's. Chris Fairbanks yeah. comes up to me, and Chris was fucking. Chris played the game too. Chris got real panicked because he wouldn't needed the money too. Everyone needed the fucking money. Yeah. I mean, it was like a bunch of broke comics, and now we're we're no longer laughing. We are fucking trying to break wow. each other's necks to get to the next episode. And Chris Fairbanks comes up to me, he goes, he goes, I, I'm, I think I'm gonna go home. I think I'm gonna go home. I'm the weakest one. And he's like, What do I do? What do I do? And I was like, I was like, I don't know. I think you just go up to Theo and ask him not to send you home. Wow. And he was like, and he went up to Theo and he was like, Theo. I need this money. Will you please not send me home? And Theo was like, okay. Theo pulled me aside. He was like, I was going to send Fairbanks home. Wow. And so he sent Kyle Cease home. Wow. And then. That's the move. Hey, please don't do this to me. I need the money. Yeah. And yeah. And Theo was like, okay. So he sent Kyle Cease home and, and everyone got fucking dramatic. Like we, there was, the show was no longer fun. It was like party, partner up, pick your team. 14 grand per episode. Yeah. I think those bachelorettes make the same thing too. Oh, dude! I they make money you. based on how long they're on. I know. Survivors. Last came, last comic standing was they got everyone got fucked. Last comic standing was twelve hundred bucks an episode. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? The winner got what they got paid for the season taken out of their prize money. John Heffron at the end, they give him his prize money. It was like fifty grand, but they had everyone gotten like forty eight grand. He oh, only got like twelve hundred bucks. Oh. yeah, he got twelve hundred bucks in prize money or something, something like that. I know, I'm sure I'm fudging the numbers to make it sound more dramatic. That's what I do. Is I fucking make, I pull Andrew back perfect. information to make things sound better. So we get to like my episode. I remember it was me, Schumer, Fairbanks, Theo, and I think it was the four of us. We all met at my house, and I drove down to do this diving episode. And I remember in the ride down, someone was like, God damn it, I hope I don't get kicked off this episode, or this car ride home is going to be really fucking 
awkward. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one that get kick, gets kicked off. Oh. I get kicked off and I get and it caught me off guard. I just didn't. And Mo, Mo drove down with us. Yeah. And so, Hell yeah. is, uh, can the girls come in? <laughs> send the girls on the trampoline and just keep the door open. Oh, that okay. Oh yeah, send them on the trampoline right after they eat. Get a lot of bar. Are they? Going. I don't want the meeting by themselves. I know, but I don't want the meeting by themselves. Because it's sad. Are you leaving right now? I know, but if someone chokes, then they die forever. God, why do you guys have kids? Why would you intentionally enter into that situation? I don't know. How? What time is it? Oh, you got time. Just rolling a little late. This is maybe my favorite podcast I've ever fucking done. That's awesome. That's amazing. Don't worry about it. They're fine. Make Are you sure right they're there. fine? Yeah, they're uh, Do me a favor. Will you grab the walkie and give them a walkie? Are they? They have the other one. Are you sure? I'm sure the other one's inside. Oh, perfect. Papa Bear for Goldilocks. Okay. So, all right. Thank you, babe. Bye. So, um... What was I saying? Okay, so I get voted off, and I'm like, and I'm, by the way, I have, two, I, have, grand. I have two fucking kids. There's like five episodes left. It's a lot of money oh. left on the table, and I'm like, motherfucker. I remember when Red Grant got kicked off. He was upset. Really? He was like j- very upset, and he's a big, he's a powerful dude, and he was upset. And so I get voted off, and I'm humiliated. I did not think it was me, Schumer, and Mo. One of us is going home, and I did not think it was going to be me. I get caught off guard. I think Mo. I thought it was Mo. I thought it was Mo. Mo made a joke about Greg fucking Luganus hitting his head on a diving board. So I get sent home and I get humiliated and I just, and it's reality television and I'm just, I don't want the world to see I'm humiliated. So I want it to be funny. And so I I like get totally naked and then I get on the fucking boardroom table. It's a boardroom. It's like the like your fire. Every episode was a different reality show that we mocked. So this one is the back, the so you think boss. you can dive meeting meets uh, you're fired. Whatever uh-huh. that show is. So it's me and Michael Ian Black, and me, Michael Ian Black's being funny because he's getting the money. He doesn't care. He's not got no emotional commitment. And he's like, Bert, you make you made a lot of poor life decisions in your life. I think now's the time you need to start looking at your life. And he's trying to be funny, but it really is an actual. Like thing that I'm hearing and I'm going, I have made a lot of poor decisions. <laughs> so I don't know what to do. So I go, you know what, Michael? They just keep coming. And I fucking take my robe off, my swim trunks off. I take my robe off. I take my shoes off. I knock down all the chairs. I get on the fucking boardroom naked, naked. And I put everyone's in the fucking room. I put my feet up on the back of his chair and start pulling his face into my junk. I, I'm literally dry humping him and then I stick it and I do a spin and I land it on the table naked and he starts laughing hysterically. Huh. Everyone laughs. I laugh because I got him to laugh but I walked out and I was like, dude, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> like, it's not bad enough you get kicked off a reality show. You get fucking naked mm-hmm. and I have two kids that go to school. Like, these people, I've been telling people I'm going to be on Comedy Central. Oh, They're man. going to see this show. They're going to see this and like, and like, it's all, all the other parents at this school are all in television, but it's, or in movies, it's like, Neil Vardalos is one of the parents. Uh, <laughs> fucking the girl from Weeds, the lead in Weeds, mm-hmm. she's one of the parents. The guy that played fucking Steve Prefontaine. Uh, yeah, Jared Leto. No, 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 no. Mm. Uh, fucking 
uh, Crudup, Billy Crudup's in okay. his he go, his kids go to this school. They're all gonna see you. The fucking makeup. guy from the Broken Lizards, the Indian dude. Uh-huh. His kids go to the school. They're Jason all there. Oscar? Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and the fucking and I am. I've been telling everyone I'm gonna be on Comedy Central. Everyone's gonna just see me dry fuck face, Michael Ian Black. I am humiliated, and all I can think is on the ride home, which is silent. I would have never done that in real life. I oh, only right. did that because the cameras were on. And I felt uncomfortable I and awkward yeah. and invulnerable. Yeah. But that's what these people do is they fucking – look at Leanne. Okay. Okay. And then sit, tell them to come out to the – leave that door open and have them come out to the trampoline. Okay. Fine. Your kids don't just die all the time, do they? I think. They survive on their own. They don't in this house. They don't in this house because I fucking take care of them. She just is no. She's fearless. She just doesn't have a fear about life. And I have yeah. a fucking. That's one of the things that fu- having kids fucking ruins you is that you start really fearing shit. You start really looking at life and going, "Well, there's de- there's death around the corner, everywhere, like everywhere." What? So okay. So if someone's listening to this and they're like, "Maybe I should have a kid." Wouldn't, shouldn't you tell them don't do that because you're just gonna be thinking about death all the time uh there's a lot of like good there's a lot of good from it oh yeah george is just texted Father's me presents. there's a lot of no there's the amount of good overwhelms the negativity if you're like me and you have ocd and you're you're i have intrusive thought also so like i will it's from a vest these guys it's scotty vest gave me their cards take one they're really great vests you can carry a ton of shit they're like a hundred pockets in it in a vest it's a vest. It was a vest and a jacket and pants. Fuck, where's a vest? It's, I, I do when I fly. Really? They're amazing. It's got like 14 pockets in it. So you can put shit everywhere. Why don't you put the sleeves on too and have a coat? I have a coat also. I have a fucking puffy jacket from Scotty Vest. Uh, oh, okay. And you so wear the vest underneath the coat? I wear the vest like underneath a uh, sweatshirt. So I can throw my wallet, my passport, my tickets. I throw everything in there. And my iPad fits the in there. over it. And then I, I have the sweatshirt because I have my hoodie in case I cry. Right. right yeah. So, but yeah, no, kids are fun, but it's the, the like, I don't think, I, I like, don't don't say something like this to Rogan because yeah. he doesn't think the way I think. Yeah. But because I, I think I have a little bit of a broken brain in that sense is that I do see tragedy. Like I just, I foresee tragedy. Yeah. Like my wife's the kind of person that'll cross the street and go, what? I had the walk sign. I'm not that person. You're like, no, these crazy people, they, they're texting. They don't see. Yeah. Care. I can see it happening. Yeah. yeah. She pulled out in a fucking, I, she got totaled our car one time by just the light was green. And so she went. Someone's trying to make a red light. And so, yeah, someone fucking flew into her. And she goes, but I had the right of way. I go, doesn't, I understand that. We all get that. Great. So then you didn't get into an accident, I guess. Yeah. I guess that none of that fucking happened. And she's like, well, no, like it's the way her brain works just doesn't see things the way real life. So like she said she spent like $300, which I know is a lot of money, but it's not if you're buying a piece of furniture. She right. bought a desk for $300. And I was like, why wouldn't you buy a really nice desk instead of the particle board one from Ikea where you got to plug it all with little cork things uh-huh. like that. Now this is a shitty desk that every time you sit down, you're afraid you're going to fucking break it. And she right. was like, who's $300. Like I, I wanted to save a little money. I go spend $1,500, get a fucking desk. Every time you sit down, you go, now I want to do work. Right. As opposed to I sit down and I go, this fucking piece of shit. Right. Why is my computer shaking? <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, she does not see tragedy. She's literally like, let's get teach girls water ski. I'm like, but they can barely swim. Let's just sit with them in the water a little bit. But it's that it's that redneck thing. I said yeah, to I so. someone explained yeah, to me. Some, people die. 
happens. Rednecks, but rednecks don't believe that. Like rednecks really believe. Wow. Yeah, you gotta eat a pound of dirt before you die. Yeah. yeah, Well, are you going to get a sticker in your foot and that's going to kill you? Come on, man. (laughs) Like it's that. That's her mentality. I made a joke. Someone said to me. Your wife's from the South? I was like, yeah, her accent's so thick, you smell biscuits when she talks. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll be using that on stage. Um, are you going to the Ice House tonight? Yeah, I got the store first and the Ice House. Oh, nice. What time's your store set? It's supposed to be 1045. I can try going early. I'm so used to the New York mentality. Of like, go, How go, was go, New go. York? It was amazing, man. I mean, as a comic, it was amazing. Yeah? As a comedian. A little Who, loneliness in terms of like as a person. Was it, what did you find it, do you, do you don't get like social anxiety stuff, do you? No, I do. Yeah? But I don't do it, you, I don't drink in order to participate, I just move, I just leave the situation. Oh, really? Yeah. So like if you went into the, into like the cellar and you didn't know anyone there, you just would leave? I'm not sitting at that table. Really? I'll go wait outside, talk to a door guy, I might know a door guy. But I'll do a quick lap, see nobody. I did, and then once I got a text from Robert Kelly, he was like, where are you going? Tur- turn around. You sit with us. And I was like, oh, I didn't see you there. Yeah. If I saw you there, I would have, I would have sat down. Yeah. As long as I know one or two of them. If I don't, then it's like, what? I'm allowed to sit here. So I will. I'm like, well, I don't know any of you. Yeah. It's I, annoying for both of us. I, saw, I, I went there one time, and I, there was a table full of people that I just didn't know. Yeah. And so I just I kind of like darted my eyes around, and I was like, I'm gone. Yeah. Like if I see someone I know, I'll, I'll stop. It, even, but if I see a table of people that I like, if I if it was like, even if it was Colin and Jim and Bobby, and I would totally sit down there, I would sit down at their table if it was not at the cellar. I may not sit down at the cellar because I may be like, I don't know if I want to be a part of this. This may right. hurt at the end. <laughs> yeah, there, especially yeah. there. <clears throat> but it was fun. Oh yeah, man. But it was like two, three spots every night. Really? Yeah. Um, did you have to do did you have to like pass anywhere or yeah there was like half of that half of the uh let's try to get into the clubs and half of the clubs going we know who you are sure we'd love to have you work out here that's the thing that makes me crazy is when a club's like yeah 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 like that's why i never worked at the store because they still made you go through the process yeah they wanted me to go through the process which i I did at one point i went through it and louis anderson brought me up to mitzi and he was like he should be working the club this is when I was yeah. – I, I should have definitely should have been working. She goes uh, – she said he can work the door and maybe I'll get him spots. And I was like, wait, wait, I'm working. Pat Noswell had the same thing. She was like, I'd like you to work the door. You're so funny. It's like, I'm writing for Mad TV. I'm not working the door. Yeah, I was – at the time, I was like, I have a TV show. I'm not going to fucking write, it wasn't work the door. It meant to be an insult. It was just meant like, oh, you look young. I'll, yeah. I'll let, this seems like what you would do as a young person. Right. The problem <clears> is making someone to stick to it even if they don't – even if it doesn't apply. The rules don't apply here. You don't have to go through the system. Yeah. And then, and then I called – and then Steve Byrne – and Ahmed tried to get me in. Yeah. And they like called Tommy and Tommy was like Tommy's like, Yeah, well, Mitzi's gonna need to see you and I was like I was like, Listen, I I'm, I was already working like forty five work weeks a year on the yeah. road and I was like, I don't need an extra spot. I just wanna hang out with my friends. I can go over there and drink beers with people right. anyway. That's what Hannibal says. He's over there drinking I'm like, You ever try to get in? He goes, I'm not giving anybody the opportunity to say you're not good enough. <laughs> Done with that. <laughs> If you want to have me, play, feel free to invite me on stage. Yeah, that's a misstep. Hannibal's one of the funniest fucking dudes. Yeah. I would, I, that's a misstep on the store. Yeah, I'd but love it's like they, the store's <laughs> waiting for him to go, like, I'd love to be here. And they say, sure, we'll put you on. And they won't make him jump through total hoops, but they won't reach they're gonna out. Make, they're going to make him jump through some. Some. I had to do that at the cellar. I had to showcase for, for SD. Yeah. I showcased for, uh, for, um, I get it Manny. a little bit. It's like they don't know. They don't know who you are. It's like yeah. I can't just go off this recommendation. I, I got Manny. Manny. Manny passed me when I was like 
Well, it was like right after I moved away, and then I came back, and I'd never been past at the store at the cellar. Yeah. And Manny saw me, and he passed me. He was like, "Call Esty, give her your avails. You can work here oh, now." Really? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I, I always tell the story because I tell it to Pete. I told it to Pete Corielli, and I just was so used to doing Jamie Masada that I did an impression Jamie of Jamie. <laughs> As Manny, because Esty's got an accent, accent yeah. but Manny never had an accent. Pete, I told the story, and Pete's like, Manny didn't have an accent. And I was like, whatever, you know the fucking. But so, uh, yeah. but then, and then, I, but I lived in LA. I had a TV show. I was like, I'm in LA. I have a TV show. I'm going to, I wish, I wish you had done this. If you had done this fucking when it was eight months ago, I would never have moved to LA. Wow. Wow. But it was yeah, great, I, the man. I just walked around, got high, and walked around all day. Yeah. Looked at shit. The I would, weed I, sucks. I didn't know anybody. Weed sucks, but. Brought some with me to begin with, and then, but I would just take my shirt off. I go shorts, flip flops. Oh, that's, that's it. Just great. walk around, not try to make a single friend. Just look at people. Really? Yeah. Do you get laid at all? Yeah, a few times. Really? Different people, a bunch of times. A few different people. Yeah. Really? What do you mean? It's New York. I know, but like, I can't, I can't imagine. Social, I've got social problems, but I can still do it. My all my friends are like just sit at a bar, have your second. By the time you get your second drink, someone will come talk to you. Yeah, and then you just you hook up. You just hook up constantly. I'm like, that's not my experience. But you get here or there, someone who wants to fuck you. Yeah, I, I it. You just run into pussy sometimes mm-hmm. in New York. Like it's just one of those things where it's for me, especially drinkers. I was talking to Eddie Ift about it, but drinkers at the end of the night, yeah, it just happens. I never tried to get laid when I was in New York. I never losing. You don't have to try. Yeah, it just it, you're like bartender. And you're like, where are you going? She's like, oh, I'm going back to Brooklyn. Want to not go back to Brooklyn? All right. Want to stay in the city? Yeah. I don't want him to get on a fucking train. Yeah, this late at night. If I miss it, it's going to be 35 minutes. I'm going to have to wait there. Oh. Let's just fucking settle. Sleep over your place. I miss New York. I couldn't do New York now, though. Not with kids. Oh, not with kids. It's fucking way too tough. Tommy talks about going. To Buns? Yeah, but he's like, it's tough with the wife. I'm like, bring her, too. Fucking go if you want to go. Oh, he should, man. You only got one life, man. Just go have some fun. Go live in. I just wanted to. When I heard everybody talking, like people like you, Burr, whoever, talking about like, oh yeah, we did the Boston Comedy Club, and then we had to walk over to that place. I wanted to know what those references are. I want to know what that scene is like, just so I can understand it. Get in the conversation. Did you do a lot of New Yorkers podcasts? Podcasting is small in New York. Really? Yeah. Are you I, serious? Yeah. I mean, when I got there, they were like, "Whoa, superstar of podcasting!" <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm just in that second, yeah. third tier. But yeah, they, I mean, they, Bobby Kelly does one. Yeah, Bobby. But it's like Nikki Glaser. They just don't have those. Many. Are the only ones. That Mike Mike Kaplan. Yeah, he has one. But it's like I don't know how popular any of these are. They just started a little bit, all of them. But it's just like that's so interesting. And the New Yorkers listen to LA podcasts. Really? You think it wouldn't matter because it's so like universal that it's like. Anyone well, I mean, you think about it. Jim Norton's got an hour special come out. He literally flies out to L.A. to do podcasts. To do all the podcasts for promotion. They said that to, we were talking about my book, and they're like, they're like, well, we need to get uh, it comes out in like May, and they're like, we want to get you on all the podcasts. And I was like, and in my head, I'm like, wait, who are you calling? Because I can't imagine. Like, I don't think I don't think I, I I can get all the big podcasts. I think I know. Yeah. Like <clears throat> I'm not. I don't think Carolla will ever have me on. Why? Uh, I I think him and I. I know that he, uh, there's, Paul he's, Tompkins says no. No, no. You know I talked to uh, Jen about that. And she was like, no. Paul Tompkins has no problem with Jen. Him. Who? Jen Kirkman. Oh. Um, well, then what was that? 
I said the same thing. She goes, he was probably just busy or late to a meeting or didn't recognize you or didn't want to be on camera, didn't want to be on mic, saw you guys with a mic. I was like, I, I, I have to believe her. I hope to believe her. But but, oh, my God. oh my God, can I tell you something? Yeah. So I'm, in, I'm shooting in, um, fuck, where was I? Uh, I was in New Mexico. I'm in Angel Fire, New Mexico. I'm getting ready to go ziplining and mountain biking, and I'm sitting in our Subaru, and and I'm uh, and I'm listening to XM Radio, and it's you and Sam Roberts. Oh, and nice. you and Sam Roberts start talking about me and you in that incident. And oh, I'm with really? My, I'm with my two travelers. <laughs> and, and I'm, but I'm listening to you because it's you and Sam. Two of my favorite, by the way, two of my favorite people on radio are you and Sam. Yeah, I like Sam. No questions asked. I love the way Sam interviews. I love. He makes me giggle harder than anyone other than you. Oh. So I'm literally like, I'm, I'm. We're waiting to start shooting. My two travelers are in the car with me, and I'm listening to you. And and in my head, I'm like, I don't know. I try to keep it somewhat of an appropriate level around them if I don't know them that well. And I knew these guys really well. It was later in the trip. But I'm listening. I'm like, these guys are really funny. You're going to really enjoy it. And you guys are going back and forth. And then you were like, Kreischer, man, fucking Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> and I, they start, and these guys go, they're talking about you. They're talking. And it was like the most surreal <laughs> moment true. that I was like, yeah, 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 they're talking about me. <clears throat> but <laughs> I like that. No, Corolla, I, I'm friends with Allison Rosen. Uh-huh. Allison's great. Okay, these are um, all reasons why you should do it. Yeah, but I think, but well, I know, I know, Adam and Jimmy had a problem with me when I was younger because I was on the X show and the X show was stolen, st- stole the man show's concept. Oh right. And I know that they had had, and I don't think they still have beef at all. Yeah. I know that some radio station had told me they asked Adam Carolla about me, and he said, "No, Bert was like Himmler; he was just following orders." Yeah. And uh, which is, I mean, I'm fine. I don't really care. I don't like. I don't. I, I really liked him. I really thought like I his... asked him about it when I did Corolla. What? Very, and he's like, well, it's time to go. I was like, hey, how did you feel about this, the second version of The Man Show? And he goes, uh, keep it rolling. <laughs> he went really? right back into it. And he was like, dude, it was like we were done with it. So it's like, I guess we didn't care because we were done. But it felt shitty. But he goes, I don't. I didn't blame Rogan Yeah. or Stan Hope. It was just like, you know, they just got a job offer. But it was just like, why would the network keep it? It's our thing. It just felt weird for him. Yeah. Maybe the same thing for the X show. I, I think, well, I think, well, I know for a fact that FX wanted to buy the man show and then mm-hmm. lost Comedy Central. So FX was like, fuck it. I think we have the right to make our own similar show. So they made, they created the X show and then brought in Cronin and Cronin ran it. And, uh, Cronin? Mark Cronin. Oh, that makes more sense. Um, and so, <laughs> so, but, and so I think Jimmy and Adam felt like they did not like DiCarlo or John Weber. So you don't think I'll have you on because of that? No, I think that's past. I would like to. I would like to have Corolla on my podcast. But really, he's the one that got us all on the podcast. It was Corolla making that decision, saying yes. Because here's why: when he got fired, or when they when they changed the format of that show of that network, that radio station, and they go, "You can't do any other radio for the next five years." He goes, "Well, what about this internet stuff?" And he started a tremendously popular podcast. And then Rogan and Marin and all these other people, hard work, were like, "Oh yeah, podcast." Nope. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah. You ready? You started podcasting? Yeah. Ricky Gervais. He was before Corolla? I don't know. But that was the first podcast I ever heard. And I went, what the fuck is this? It was Ricky Gervais. You ever listen to the first? Gerv- the one with the crazy person? Uh, yeah, with Carl Pil- Pilkington. Yeah, no. And it was uh, it was absolutely... Fu- that was the first time I ever heard of podcasting. Really? And then, <clears throat> and then Corolla was still on the air. Oh, he was? 
He was definitely still on the air when, when Ricky Gervais' podcast oh, came okay. out. But Ricky Gervais's, I don't know if it was a podcast or a radio show that turned into a podcast or how it was, but you could get it online. And Gervais, and then I started looking at it, and uh, and Adam Curry was the first person that I recognized that had a podcast. They call him the Podfather. I don't know who that is. Adam, Adam Curry, he was an old VJ on MTV. Okay. So he had one, and then Jason Nash had one. Jason oh, yeah, Nash, Nash had one. He, he let it go, right? Yeah, he had one called Man, Men with Guys with Feelings. And he was like, ah, no one's getting into this Jimmy shit. Pardo had one real Keith early. Keith and the Girl had one real early. Keith and the Girl, and then... And then, uh, but no, I'm not taking. I please don't mean I don't take anything away from Adam, but because there was no monetizing it at right. that time. It was just this thing that people did, and there was no real fucking yeah, form to it. Yeah, he brought in his massive fan base and his advertising also. He and, brought that back. Yeah, him. and he fucking made this monster of a podcast where you're like, oh shit, this can be organized. It can be fucking planned. It can be yeah. funny. It can be fucking. You can make money. So Adam Carolla was the first one to kind of like Adam Carolla. You think Carolla was before? Uh, wait, how long before podcasting was Carolla for Rogan and Marin? Maybe Cause, a year. Because I remember, I remember Marin trying before Rogan. I think. Yeah, I remember Marin. I remember hearing Marin's podcast probably first, where I was like, it was like him and Stanhope. Do you want something? Uh, do you, is there Diet Coke in there? Yep. Yeah, like I have a Diet Coke. Stanhope tried and stopped. Now he's starting again. Is he really? Yeah, which is good. Why, what else are you going to do from fucking middle of nowhere, Arizona? He should do a podcast. Yeah. I want it to be just him, though. I don't think he needs to have guests. Oh, no. He should definitely have that girlfriend that he hooks up with. Bingo? Wife. Yeah. No, he should be just him. It should just be him ranting. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> no I want to get Stanhope on this podcast. Stanhope would be great. Next time he comes to LA. Uh, here's, my, here's my... Are you ready for my other big get that I want to get? Yeah. Larry the Cable Guy. Ooh. I'm in Omaha next week. And you're going to try. And I'm going to try because he lives in Omaha. Here's my dream guests. Yeah. Larry would be good for you. Larry, because I'm really interested in – I'm interested in a lot. I'm interested in the backlash. I'm interested in uh, like – I'm interested in hit the him and David Cross stuff. I don't know if he gossiped the way I'd want him to gossip. Oh, right. Because I'd, I'd want to gossip with He's him. He's a pretty happy-go-lucky like, hey, He's man. He's a really positive let guy. Let those people think whatever they want. I'm going yeah. to continue like I my man. I'd really like to talk about the 80s radio. Like that, that he did well, yeah. Like like calling into radio stations and what the road was like in Florida in the eighties and Billy Gardell and fucking Jim Brewer and all the guys he started with, kind of, you know. And then talk about the redneck, like the fucking when the did blue the collar to do the character. Well, yeah, yeah. Like when when did you when did you go? Okay, the character's it yeah. because that was the way stand up was done back then. Is right. that you know like you became hamburger? You had to have a catchphrase. Hamburger. If you didn't yeah. have a catchphrase, you, you just didn't work. And I wonder if that was because with things were so inundated with talent. I mean, there's so many comics you had to stand out. Dying you had to night. yeah, you had to stand out. You had to be the you know yeah. It's like everyone was a hypnotist almost. Yeah. Like I yeah, mean Jeff yeah, yeah. What, Jeff Bill Engvall. Here's your sign. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's you never heard that. His and whole even thing the is guy with the cigar. He had a thing he used to say. Who? Stumpy? No. Ron? Ron White. But he had a thing he would always refer to. Uh, Taters? I don't know. Taters? Yeah, something like that. His nickname was Taters Salad. You never heard that story? Uh-uh. About him getting in a fight at a bar? No. You never heard that story? Uh-uh. Dude, that's one of the best. It's one of the best comedy fucking bits. Like, it's a bit that I fuck. Really? I, oh, it is really fucking good. He gets... The Tater, tater Salad? He said, he goes, his... Uh, he says, um, I'm trying to remember how this fucking works. <clears throat> he got into a fight in a bar in New York. 
he gets in a fight in a bar and he gets, he gets thrown out of the bar. I'm not doing justice to this story at all. He Does gets thrown out. With, that's how you nope. get out of paying a check? <laughs> <laughs> it ends with, so I understand you're the machine. <laughs> so, no, he goes, gets thrown out of a bar and what should we call it? And, um, and, and, uh, they fucking arrest him. Yeah. And they run his record and they go run his sheet to see if he's ever been arrested before and he goes now i'm telling you this story to tell you another story yeah. he goes when i was like 17 i got arrested in a town of like fucking 700 people i'm murdering the story by the way and he goes he goes the arresting officer grew up next door to me <laughs> he goes i've known this guy my whole life and he arrests me and he puts me in jail and he says he says do you have any aliases he goes, the guy grew up next to me. He goes, so I'm just fucking drunk. And I go, yeah, they call me Tater Salad. <laughs> and so he goes, cut to New York. They run my record. They come back and they go, are you Ron Tater Salad White? <laughs> so it's just a great story. I heard it. Leanne made me go watch the Blue Collar Comedy Tour in a theater in the arc light. We were the only people in there. The arc light, yeah. The whole act. I'm a stand-up comic. I'm like, I'm like, it's good. There's parts that are good. I'm laughing. But that story had me on the fucking floor. I was like, God damn it. I need a story like that. And yeah. I was like, and then I was like, I'll just make one up about being in the rush. No, I'm kidding. Hey, let me ask you a question. <laughs> I'm joking, obviously. What? On the record, because I thought of this recently. Okay. I was talking to somebody. You ever like hear somebody like make an answer and then you like can relate it to something else in your life from before? You're like, oh, yeah. that guy wasn't this. He was yeah. He was dating my sister. That was why he was, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. The Travel Channel not let you do that to my storyteller show, or did you just not want to do it? I told somebody, I was like, no, I think he wanted to. But they no, I wanted to like, very really? badly. And then you just didn't I've do it? I wanted to very badly. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm probably going to take this out. Combos. Hey, guys, thanks for listening so far. This is just a quick advertisement for what Ari and I have going on. Ari, what do you have going on? Uh, well, I have a podcast called Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. And Great podcast. Thanks. You've been on it twice. My second and fourth highest rated podcast. Um, but there's a specific episode I'd like everyone to listen to. The first one from this year called uh, Episode 2014, Revenge for the Holocaust. I just give away my comedy album, and I put commentary in there in between the tracks. Are you shitting me? Not shitting you. That's a fucking great idea. Thanks. You should do it, too. I will. Yeah, you just, it, an old, whatever, like, hey, here's when I thought of this, because this lady, she was the one, and I combined these two people into one story. That's fucking great. This, story, this joke was hard to, oh. to make, and I just put the whole album on there and split it up that way. Do you have any dates coming up? When is this going to come out? This is going to come out in a couple weeks. Yeah, Zanies, February 21st, 22nd, 23rd in Chicago. Chicago Zanies. Come to that. And then I don't remember in March. I got Omaha, Syracuse. You know what? I got a bunch of dates. Go to BurtBurtBurt.com. And as you know, please pre-order my book, Life of the Party, at BurtBurtBurt.com. These pre-orders determine how well this book will do. It helps. Get higher rankings early on. It helps. If you love me, if you love this podcast, I never ask for anything of you. Just buy this book. I fucking wrote it by myself. It was so fucking hard to write. It is really good. Ari is looking at it. Doesn't it look good, Ari? It looks cool as shit. I saw it, it before. It looks cool Life as shit. Life of the Party. Life of the Party at BurtBurtBurt.com. Let's just take you back to the episode. I hope you guys are enjoying it so far. Me and Diaz will be in Tempe in first weekend of April. This is going to be the most edited podcast in the fucking world. <laughs> There's only two points I'm editing. If you'd missed them, it's not interesting stuff. It's just already talking about getting herpes, and I don't want to share that. <laughs> no, but yes, of course I want to do that. I want to do that, dude. I saw the fucking – that, by the way, that uh, is one of the my favorite things that has been made 
uh, for stand-up comics telling stories. Ever. Oh, my Ever. Not. Okay. It's better than fucking premium blend. Thanks. It's better than... It's better than... It's the way it's done is so fucking good. Nice. The fucking opening credits are fucking amazing. Yeah, they're cool. You know what they wanted to do? They they were like when we were meeting, they're like, Oh, we should just mimic the exact same opening credits as last time. And I was like, Why? And they're like, Well, they liked it. I'm like, that's because they like that guy, Jeff yeah. Tomzik, who's creative. Let him do something else creative. Yeah. And they're like, Yeah, okay. Is that gonna turn into a TV show? They say yes, but I've had talks with them. I'm like, you guys gotta figure out a way. I was like, that machine story not the machine story. The uh the first one you did when we were still in the improv lab. Tracy Morgan story. Yeah. I said that we've had one story that's been seven minutes or less in the entire three year run of this. Yeah. I'm like, so the idea that we're all going to fit into seven minutes, like, you got to think of something else. Jim Jeffrey's story that night was so fucking good. Oh, yeah. About the, doing kangaroo. I don't know. I thought it was a We oh, told a couple, I think, because Bill, Burr was late. Bill Burr's story was fucking great about getting a shitty gig and then wanting to fuck the person that <laughs> yeah and then he went out with her yeah you know this whole thing the gasp in the crowd when he goes all right so you're later she's visiting and we're sort of started dating everyone's like oh what this yeah. horrible person that that night that night changed the trajectory of my life <laughs> come on right it there. did completely Ow. completely i was a fucking i was not I was. I remember thinking to myself, "You were like, you called me. I was. I could tell you where I was when I when I got the phone call. Yeah, and you were like, it was um, road stories. That's what it was. Yeah, and you were like, oh, hey, will you tell your Tracy Morgan story? And he, and I was like, yeah, of course. And you're like, is that okay? Like, can you tell it? And I was like, in my head, I was like, what kind of fucking human being am I that goes, oh, I can't tell it? Yeah, like, oh no, I can't tell that story because Jay's telling it. Right. And like that. I, and I was like, oh, yeah. no. I was like, no. Yes, I can tell it. So I went and I told it that night and. All fucking hell broke loose. I remember the next week, and I was in Cincinnati, and Buns called me. He was like, "You're going to be getting a phone call because <laughs> he heard you were told it." Because and Jay, uh, Jay was like, "You can't tell that man. It's your story." Well, you know this now. Uh, it's, I'm not even getting into it. I'm not even getting into it. It's been so well documented. So it, should, it changed the trajectory of your because 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 I was like I, in a weird way, I decided to kind of be, be me, yeah, and like stand up for myself and be and like and like just be like I'm not going to fucking I'm, I'm not going to be. It's it was it, it 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 changed the way I viewed myself. Hmm. I think I always viewed myself as someone who might uh, subjugated. Yeah, like I would I would allow people to do something to me, and I wouldn't stand up for myself. They're your betters, and now it's like, wait yeah. a minute, no one's better than me. But yeah, it's like, hey, wait, I am fucking. I remember, I remember like, just here. Like I remember talking to Tom Segura about it at length, at length, ad nauseum, to yeah. the point where Bun stopped getting, answering my call because he was like, he was like, I've told you this a million times. I mean, your friend breaks up with a girl, and you're like, yeah. enough, you have no new information, man. Yeah, get over exactly. it. Exactly. But but I was like, I I think it was the one time where I realized, oh shit, you know, like I I am worth something. something. Mm-hmm. I'm not just some. I have value. Yeah, I have value, and I'm and I'm not just the whatever the fucking character in the movie is who's doing their boss's work, yeah. and then not getting the credit for their and and then they stand up and they go, I did all these papers, and oh, the right. boss is like, I don't know what the fuck, I don't know. I'm sure there's a movie like that. Yeah, Working Girl. Is that it? It's one of them. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But but like that that night, I remember I remember telling the story and fucking I remember Jim Jeffries was like. That's the fucking best story I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. Wow. Great Australian accent. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thanks. And Burr came up and he was like, and he was like, uh, he's like, hey, did you tell that Tracy Morgan story? I go, yeah. And he goes, dude, I wish I had fucking seen it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then I was like, like, what the fuck was wrong with me? I, that was like a very big moment. I think I, I, it, I still have issues with uh, the kind of man I am because I still allow 
certain things in my life that I wouldn't allow. And I, and I think, like, I, I'm nervous that people won't like me. That's my big thing. Oh, right. I want people to like, I always want people to like me. Well, you're an actress. And, yeah, I am. Uh, and so I feel like, I feel like I, that is my one fuck up is like, it's like I, I always want to, I always want to make sure everyone likes me. I don't like drama. I don't like confrontation. Drama's terrible. Like, it's the reason I get nervous going to the UCB. Nope. Nothing. No. <laughs> now smell your mic, though. It's fine. I didn't push um, anything up. Yeah. I get dry, I get nervous going to the UCB because I'm afraid I'm going to run into Paul F. Tompkins oh, yeah. and he'll fucking make fun of me or hurt my feet. Like, and I'll just be like, I don't want to fucking be here. You like confrontation? No. I like watching other people's confrontation. I don't like oh, getting to I myself. I love watching confrontation, yeah, Ari. Everyone situations. likes that. It's like, whoa. Who doesn't like watching drama? Yeah, I'll, I'll just not. I'll just not participate. I'll, I'll, when somebody's yelling at me, I'll just like move into my own shell and just be like okay i guess if you want to win the argument you can if you don't yeah. want to talk if I'm you're yelling at me back. i'm just not gonna do it yeah did you get bullied when you're growing up not really for a little while my friends in high school in grade school i guess sixth grade they call me manimal and that really bothered me until so my mom said just tell them to stop calling you that and then i did and then it worked really they weren't really trying to insult me i don't know <laughs> i didn't really get bullied it was in all jewish schools small schools i remember there was a kid this is this will tell you a lot about my personality there was a kid. We were in the outfield. Yeah. And there was a kid who was a big pro wrestling fan. Yeah. And we were all sitting there, and uh, and we were doing like moves, and but I was the one getting body slammed the whole time. Like <laughs> I was like clearly I thought I was a part of this, but I was just the person getting body slammed. This is by the way, this is a direct reflection of how I felt about myself up until <clears throat> that night. Like yeah. that, like literally, I always felt. I always felt like I was the one getting body slammed. I was the one getting made fun of. Like even still to this day, when I do stuff, I always feel like I allow people to make fun of me more. You take than, on the role of the of the of the of the patsy. The, yeah, okay. I, I allow people to t- do things to me, and I don't stand up for myself ever. I never stand up for myself. And so I remember my dad was near there, and the kids body slamming me, and everyone's laughing, and puts me in a figure four leg lock, and I'm making everyone laugh, but it also hurts, and I'm like, ugh. And then at one point, he puts me in a headlock, and out of his back pocket, he pulls out a pair of scissors, and he cuts my hair, and oh. and had a lock on my hair, and he's like waving it around, and uh, and it I, it actually didn't necessarily bother me because it didn't hurt, but I but I didn't, and I didn't even really think about it. Yeah. But my dad saw it, and my dad, I was like, I remember being in the car with my dad, and we were driving home. And he was like, he just didn't respect me. He was like, how could you let someone do that to you? Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't know. He was like, he cut your fucking hair. Like, he was like, how would you, how, why wouldn't you stand up for yourself? I go, well, we weren't fighting. He goes, no, 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 no. He humiliated you. He cut your fucking hair. Oh. And I remember sitting there going, well, I didn't really see it that way. I kind of just thought I was fucking around. But yeah, I remember, if an adult did that to another adult, it'd be a lot worse. Yeah. And, just, and, the, and my problem is I surround myself with people. I, I have in the past, not anymore. I don't have anyone in my life like this now, but I have surrounded myself with people that I technically let cut my hair. Right. And I think that I went to therapy for this, by the way. And I remember Joey Diaz. I remember telling Joey an analogy like this to Joey. And Joey was just like, looked at me like, I remember looking at his face. He was like, I would, I would never want to hurt your feelings. But that's Joey. Imagine yeah. that look from Joey, and you're just like. But I remember telling him all this, so I went to therapy, and I was like, "I am." My, my therapist is like, "You need to just get away from people that do that kind of shit. They're either your friend or they're not your friend. They either want the best for you, 
or they don't want the, well, or they want the best serving for them. you. So like, yeah. even if they're only friends, like, oh, I just got to get away. This yeah, it's like they're it's like they're only serving themselves. And I and I I try now. I just stay away from people like that. Like all the people in my life are like are are all really good. I remember fucking like little things in your life and like I know you've known Joe for a very long time but like I remember one time Joe came up and I was getting ready to go on stage and he was like he was like you're, you're surrounded by good people everyone really likes you and he gave me like a hug and I was like god damn it did Joey tell him what I told what I said today like and he was like he was like we, you're a fucking good guy man you're a good fucking guy I was like I was like thanks no one ever fucking says that to me you know so like like uh, no one like in the past but but it's like the seller mentality is you go sit down in the cellar everyone would mock you everyone yeah. would and th- by the way if any of those guys heard this they'd be making fun of me right now yeah with there though i get it too there but with there it's almost like yeah they're making fun of me too i'm accepted right right but i would never i never made fun like i ne- I would never be the guy that sat down and started making fun back like i yeah. never hazed people i got hazed oh there and those circles i especially the beginning before anybody knew me there i would love like watching it and if they, they'd look at me or my shoes i just back up I'm like, yeah. oh, i don't want any part of this yeah Easy. but i look Tigers. like the guy that would get in there yeah i look like the guy that would get in and start fucking roughing it up and that's what i think my personality yeah, is do. But I'm really the guy that sits back and goes, don't fucking get me. And then when they get me, I get excited and I laugh. And then they make fun of my laugh. And then they, you know. Yeah. But like I, I, I know there's another analogy of, of where this works where I just go like, like I, I did one night. By the way, I'm not even going to say it because it will fucking cause drama. But like I remember one night I was doing a podcast and there was just – I remember it was, I, it was a relentless on me. And at one point I was like – I was like, does this person even like me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't even think they fucking like me. <laughs> like, I'm laughing, but I think they really dislike me. <laughs> like, I think they're telling me to go fuck myself. And then myself. you start laughing to, like, try to keep it cool. Yeah, you're like, oh, good one. Yeah, and you're, like, overly laughing, but you're really like, are you trying to hurt me? Yeah. <laughs> I was on Big J's podcast, and I made, like, three fat jokes in a row. And then it was like... Jesus, man. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I uh, I feel like that. Like, I was with someone recently who was just like, who was just real loud. And they were like, drink, be funny. But And I was like, but my personality is so fucking broken that I just go like, well, that is what they okay. expect of me. And then I'm like, oh, let's have a drink. And I'll, I'll try to be, like, I try to accommodate in a weird way. Yeah. When, like... Someone else would just be like, hey, go fuck yourself. Leave me alone. Right. Like, I'm hanging out with my friends. Don't fucking talk. But I don't want to make an awkward scene. Steve Byrne loves confrontation. Really? He loves it. He thrives for... I just want to go away. I fucking don't want confrontation. I don't want... I want everyone to like me. Combos. I'm fucking obsessed with combos. Yeah, they're great. The pizza ones, you get those. Dude, have you had buffalo and blue cheese? Uh Uh-uh. This has been my favorite podcast I've ever done. Really? Yeah, I, you made me laugh so fucking hard that I have a Double headache. I literally have a head headache from laughing. I didn't find that funny at all. But no, <laughs> the uh, my favorite line was: If you cut out all your laughs during that, <laughs> it just sounds like I'd be just saying horrible things. You're trying not to like join in with silence. <laughs> it's, so, it's so bizarre because you you just don't hear that. Like I I never hear that fucking word yeah. ever. And so when you hear someone say it, it just catches you off guard. See, I won't even sing. I actually am on the opposite side of the fence totally. Like, I don't sing it anymore. Like, I used to sing it in the songs. I've been a big fan of hip-hop since I was a kid. And I used to be like, oh, there's no problem with singing it. Like, if I'm by myself in my car, I'd sing it. But, like... When I hear it come on in a rap song, I go, I just go, I don't approve of that word. Oh, (laughs) I... I, Now I don't even, like... 
I won't even sing it in the songs. Like one of my favorite songs is this Ti song. Yeah, and uh, and one of the coolest lines is Little Wayne's like line right at the beginning. I wonder if I can fucking play the fucking line. It's just his. It just it it comes off. Little Wayne's got, gonna come off too harsh. No, Little Wayne's got such a beautiful way of fucking taking the bars that are being sung and slowing it down in a way that you hear it almost like you can see his face saying it. Uh, Little Wayne's one of my has by the way, and I'm not a Little Wayne fan from like from like now when he's like the biggest fucking rock star in the world or whatever he says he is. I was a Lil Wayne fan back when they were the Hot Boys. I was a big Juvenile fan. Everyone that is listening to this podcast knows I was a big Southern rap fan. And when the Hot Boys came out, I was on that shit. Like, back that boys. ass up. That was Juvenile, Lil Wayne, BG, and... Uh, rap music is in a cool place right now. Because they have a lot of brag rap, which sucks. But they also have a lot of people like... Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar is really good. Really? There's a lot of really great rap. A lot of really great rap. But uh, I'll see if I can play this line. So this is this this song defines me. This is what I was listening to, snowboarding. I was listening to this uh-huh. and uh, Wilco. Wilco was like fucking beautiful. Really? But then you hit a fu- but yeah, it's beautiful and it's great carving music. But then you hit like a fucking really steep hill yeah. and you're but you're at the top, right? The very top. We're in the Alps and you hear this. Tell me if you don't fucking just want to fucking. I went skiing in the Alps too. And you're just sitting there. I love this shit. Yeah, yeah. We walk up in Navy, ballin' the Navy. You fucking, fucking just carbon powder right now. Little man turns the lights on. But listen to Lil Wayne's line. That's the kind of rap I hate. It's just brag rap. This is. So you hear Ti the way Ti raps, right? It's like real fun, pound out, pound out, dun, 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 and then listen to Lil Wayne just roll in. The Lil Wayne just comes in, okay. And this, I won't sing this lyric, even by myself, but I love this lyric. Like an elevator. I love the way he just comes in. It just is such a cool like it it's the the thing in music that makes you fucking bob your head and you go and I love that line. Ain't no you get into it. Yeah, because it's so I understand what he's saying. Ain't no black ain't God. no young N word yeah. like a young money N word. Right. Like when you give someone eighteen like look think of Wiz Khalifa. Like you can go, oh, uh, like you can be a young black kid in the street. Using the N word as two different meanings. No, no, he's using it as an ain't. There is there's no diff, There's no type of young uh, black person than a wealthy young black person. Like there's no like that's what I I hear that as. It's like you can be all you want to be in the street, but Matt, when you're a wealthy young, that is a power that you have. That is like a fucking the world opening up to you. You can be like not give a fuck and roll around with your boys and smoke blunts and carry guns and be that guy. But when you're that guy and you are also rich as fuck, yeah. Like and he knows what that feels like. That that's a power that is unbelievable. I love that lyric. I I hear that lyric and it just pop that pussy like the gun pull the trigger. Like I fucking love 
I'm obsessed, but I won't sing the lyric because I won't sing the lyric. I won't even say it. In my head, I, I will hear it over and over again because it so comes out of that song where T.I. is just popping, 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 and then Lil Wayne just slows it down. Ain't no cracker like a young money cracker. I won't even say cracker, really. That's kind of racist. <laughs> I guess so. Do you like how I completely lost you? You're, I can see your eyes like, yeah, I don't really care about I'm rap. thinking about me telling that, and it's, I realize it's going to come off just harsh. I'll take it out. Maybe. I'll take it out. You want me? I'll take it out. I don't even All fuck. Right. All right, Bert, note to self. Um, I hate giving people work. No, it's fine. You know what it just means? Because I, I like it because I like when I say something really – I like because it's, it's – I always wonder if people can tell where I took something out. Oh, right. You know, like I always wonder, like on the first podcast I did, I, Joey said something super aggressive to my dad. Yeah. And my dad was like – Buddy, uh, it's your first podcast. I don't think you can uh, say things like that. And I go, it's Joey. And he goes, I, even if it's Joey, it's your podcast. And and you, don't, I don't think. And I and I was like, okay. So my I and my dad was in the room, and my dad was laughing. My dad was nervous that he was going to look bad, so I took something out. And uh, and everyone was like, dude, do not edit your fucking podcast. I was like, I got to be better. Yeah. So then the next time I took something out was. You need to back it up to a period of silence and overlap those two periods of silence a little bit on the track. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but like, when I do it on mine, it just shortens them. It just takes out, shortens them, it doesn't split them. And That's what my, my sound guys said. Get room tone. Take room tone and put it across the thing. I have this great podcast with fucking, I did a live podcast with Cowhead, but it sounds like I edit the whole thing because the audio mics pick up the audience mm-hmm. only when we're speaking. So when we're not speaking, it sounds silent. Oh, so it's like you hear background, and then silence. Yeah, so it sounds like I'm editing the whole thing, and it's a pretty volatile podcast. Yeah, Ralphie's fucking. Ralphie was very, very. Ralphie was very fucking. What? He was very Team Bert. We'll just say, and it, and I was like, it was a long story, long fucking story. I'm never gonna be able to air the podcast. Team Bert. I'll tell you fucking later. Okay, okay, okay. Um, we should probably wrap it up. I what you want to ask me that you said you're afraid I'm gonna be honest, like like 30 minutes in. 20 minutes in. I was thinking about the gay bachelor. Oh. Yeah. Because I, 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 I had that thought, but I was like, some people won't share what their honest fucking opinions are. Uh-huh. You're not that person. You are not that person at all. You're the fucking direct opposite. Yeah. I overshare. Um, I had Bobby Kelly take something out of a podcast one time. Really? Yeah. I was like, I was like, I got done. I was like, hey, could you do me a favor and take that out? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was afraid he wouldn't take it out. So I, call, I kept calling him. I kept calling him. I kept calling him. And he was like, dude, call me one more time. I'm leaving the fucking thing in. And I was like, okay, never mind. All right, point given. Yeah. But he took it out. It was seamless. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, uh, can't think. I'm, I wanted, the only thing I've ever taken out, wanted to take out recently that I left in was the thing with Moshe, where I just, I said fat girls. I just felt bad because I was like, I actually like the show and I don't want that lady that writes it lena dunham to ever think that that's what i thought of her because i'm sure she's heard that right but it was it was it just happened and i was like whatever i hooked up with this fat chick yesterday yeah i got in trouble for saying fat chick at ucb for saying the word fat chick i said because they view all the mainstream comics as someone who would have his t-shirt that says no fat chicks allowed had that shirt <laughs> wait what'd you say and how'd you get in trouble i said it was me pete holmes doug and some kid from a TV, like Freaks and Geeks. Okay. 
I think he was on. He looks like he was probably on Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, yeah I think he was Sam something. Oh yeah, Sam Levine. Yeah, he was on Freaks and Geeks, right? Uh-huh. Okay, he was on Freaks and Geeks. So um, he was great in that. They said something about he was extremely competitive. So the so the fun of getting to meet like uh, someone who's in a show I liked was not. I didn't like Freaks. I never saw Freaks and Geeks, to be honest okay. with you. But the fun of meeting him was not entirely there because he was very competitive with Doug Loves Movies. Oh. So, um, oh, in that game. Yeah. yeah. It was very competitive. Like, it was it was competitive in the green room. And so um, I said something. I said, I forget what it was like. Something, da, 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 da. That's like fucking a fat chick. It was, it was something about TV. Like, oh, you're getting demoted in TV. And I said, oh, it's like fucking a fat chick. No laughs. And I and uh, and I said, "Am I the only one that's ever fucked a fat chick?" And then still no laughs. And I said, "Whoa!" I said, "What happened?" And Pete goes, "Well, maybe if you didn't say it in the way you're saying it, you're saying it very aggressively." And I said, "Well, no." I said, "I fucked a fat chick like that. I've done that." It's because the whole audience there is a goddamn little fair audience. Yeah. And so Pete goes, "But maybe if you say." Uh, having sex with a with a thicker milkshake, you know Pete. That's yeah. like Pete's angle is like a little more softer. And I go, well, I'm not going to say I'm having sex with a thicker a, a thicker milkshake because I'm a grown man. <laughs> yeah. I said I'm going to say what I want to say. And then Pete goes right to a joke. He goes, well, you know what the best part about uh, f- having sex with a fat chick is? The breakfast the next morning is fantastic. And I go. Clearly, you've never fucked a fat chick because no one sticks around for breakfast. <laughs> Still no laughs. Oh. Still no laughs. Right. And so then I go, I go, I go. Seriously, I go. My wife's had two kids. I'm still fucking fat chicks. <laughs> still no laughs. They've already decided. Oh, the, oh, oh! It's so uncomfortable. And I'm now I'm like in a hole, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm bombing. They there. love respecting the downtrodden. So anyone who's got life yeah. hard, they're like, we got no, 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 we can't laugh about that. And what's crazy is that as a comic, like, so anyway, so T.J. Miller shows up. God bless T.J. Miller. Yeah. And Pete and I go, am I the only one up here? And then T.J. sits down, and Pete goes, I'm interested to hear. T.J. probably feels the same way we do. And T.J. goes, about what? And T.J. is literally right off the movie set, like he's in, like I think he's still in wardrobe, yeah. right? And he's like, look what? And they're like, T.J. Would you ever use the term fat chick? And he goes, oh, I fucked a fat chick. <laughs> and the fucking no laughs. And he goes, what? I don't get it. How come no one's laughing? <laughs> it was like perfect. It was perfect. Was there a fat chick in the audience there? I think there was a couple. Okay. So I think that might have been it. I think it was, not, It was. you know, it was a poor job of me reading the audience yeah. for one. But I wasn't saying, the, the, one, what, the thing was is that I initially didn't say it in a negative term. But then, but then, they forced you to but do then, that. Uh, but then, the, my favorite part of this story, and, I, and this is the, my favorite, favorite part, is that we get done the show, and the show is actually really good. It turned out really good, mostly because of TJ and Pete. They were fucking hilarious. But well, like together too, they go so crazy. We go to the bar next door, and and I said something like, "I go, God, man, I can't believe the response I got on that." And Pete's like, "You gotta understand, you gotta understand." Uh, saying fat chick is like saying the N-word. And I go, no, it's not, Pete. And he goes, no, it is. It's the equivalent of saying the N-word. I go, Pete, it's definitely not the equivalent of saying the N-word. And he goes, well, it's like saying it's like saying Negro. I go, Pete, it's not like saying uh-huh. Negro either. Like, you can't say, you couldn't, you can't say that word. And he goes, no, no, you could. And I go, ma'am, and there's this overweight black chick at the corner of the bar. I go, ma'am, can I bring you into a conversation and ask you like an honest question? Oh, no. And she goes, she goes. You're going to say two offensive she, things to her. She says, I was at the show and I'm not offended by 
the term fat chick and then looks at Pete and goes, and if she goes, and what do you think's more offensive? She's been listening to us. Uh-huh. Bartender, send a drink down to those fat chicks or bartender, send a drink to those Negroes. <laughs> and Pete goes, well, when you say it like that, it was the greatest like fucking moment. But she was so fucking cool. She was like, she was oh, like, nice. she's like, you can't say, she, can't, she goes, you can't say either she was like i'd rather hear you say fat chick it was her point. i find you can make fun of a guy in the audience i can say like you're a fat dude you don't understand everyone can laugh but if you just apply the same thing to a woman it's silence and feel bad if you say the same thing to a woman it is silence but you say to a fat guy like look at you you must it, love eating yeah look at you look at you you fucking over what is it what is it did you ever hear uh, anyway yes you can say it to a guy because i think i don't know i guess they're not victims fat yeah. chicks are victims in two two ways. It's like it comes from a lack of respect for for the female gender. You think like you can't take it? Oh, this guy can take it, but you can't take it. And it also comes from a place where women make their self worth based on their looks a lot. So this is someone who is does not have the looks. Whereas yeah. you can be a fat guy and still have plenty of value. Yeah, you could be. Look at Krim Christie's. What's the name? Jim Christie's. The Chris Christie. Chris Christie's. Mm-hmm. He's a really obese dude. Yeah. And he gets made fun of a little bit, but it's like, nah. No, but you couldn't. I don't think. I, I don't know. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you could be mayor or whatever he is, governor. As mayor, a fat woman. As a governor. As like, as like 400 pounds. Yeah. The equivalent. Male or a woman? Or anybody you're saying? No, no. Like, he's what? He's got to be like four, he's 350, yeah, 370. Probably. You couldn't be a woman and get elected at 370. They would be disgusted by you. People would be. People would be. They'd be like. No, well, look at the way she... No. I love it when you call me Big Papa. But you can be a woman and do that and be like... Do you think you could be a female comic and be 370? Yeah, but you have to be the angry... You know, you have to go that the, the, the angry black... Yeah, Thea Vidal. Is she big? She's massive. <laughs> I mean, she's massive. Really? I don't yeah. even know who she is. She's like one French or a French fly away from a coronary. <laughs> they have a doubt she's like a Houston comic. She's just I, massive. I don't know her. Oh, I wrote a joke. Though. I wrote a joke that I gained so much weight in Europe that the 1969 on the back of my jeans looks like it was written in italics. <laughs> Cause I was, fresh. cause I was looking at my jeans and it, I was like, Oh, why would they put that in italics? And I was like, so stretched out. Oh, cause it was just fucking bent out. <laughs> like the, cause it's on the waistband. So it's bent out. So it's just, Slanted. I was skiing the Alps. Where'd you go? Which which Alps did you go in? Uh, we went the French Alps. Yeah, no Swiss Alps. We were up in uh, Little. Uh, uh, oh damn it, Titlis, Mount Titlis, Mount Titlis, Mount Titlis. It was so funny because they didn't know what that meant to us. And as we're going up in the gondola, he goes, "So this is Mount Titlis. It's the smaller of the mountains." <laughs> I was like, "Wait, Titlis is the small one?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, very small." <laughs> Kept trying to get. I don't know though. what accent I'm doing, but yeah, it was beautiful. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. It was like I went to Zermatt. It was the same thing for the Matterhorn. Did you do like, a show out there? Uh, I, I had to do a show somewhere else in Switzerland, in Montreal, and while my brother was like, let's go skiing the Alps while you're there. Yeah. And he lives in Berlin. I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Why would I just come home? Oh. So we went there for like two or three days. It was amazing. Oh, it's fucking amazing. And the Alps is, are so beautiful. So it, beautiful. And the people are fucking cool as shit. Yeah. Why did, Germ- why did Hitler not want the Alps? Why did Hitler not want Switzerland? Um, they say Switzerland was... Um, was um, Neutral. neutral yeah but i'm sure but france was neutral. too they were france was like hey no uh they weren't neutral he allowed them to say they're neutral so that he could use them so they could fight in their way which is through banks 
they took his money they laundered his money they they protected like their investments Switzerland got involved, just not with guns. There's Hence better them ways to speaking German guns. right now, I guess. Well, it's split German and French. Yeah, well, yeah. It up. That's really fascinating. I was, I was like fascinated the whole time. Yeah, I don't know why he wouldn't want the Alps, though. They're so fucking bad. Why not just take them and make them as Germany? There's also the Italian Alps. Maybe the Italy took was it was their responsibility. I don't know. There's the French Alps, the Italian Alps, and the Swiss Alps. Dude, the Alps are fucking insane. And you get to the top and you look over, and all you think is. Had I cl- climbed this mountain, had I got here, I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? It goes on forever. How do they go there before ski lifts? How do people ski the Alps? Dude, in do the you know 30s? how much shit I would have given up on if I had tried to settle the Alps? Like, like just the idea of a ski lift. Just the idea of a ski yeah. lift of like, how do we get to the top of that mountain? I'd be like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Let me just chop firewood. Like, that's what I can do. Yeah. I can't think out of the box to get how do they get to the top of the mountain. No way. All the, build- all the structures I got up there, I'm like, how did you build this? How did you bring one log up here? To nail that to another log. I asked them, we go to this one gondola all the way to the top of the mountain. And I go, how did we get, how did you get up, anything up here? Summer, I guess, maybe. But yeah. He was like a helicopter. Helicopter takes mm. a line up and then drops the line. And that line is the beginning of the. Oh. Yeah. I Because I was like, oh, fucking bow and arrow. So fucking beautiful. I'm going skiing in Vail in between. I got the comedy works. Uh, like when? Super Bowl weekend. And then I got Chicago with Rogan right before that. I'm leaving tomorrow. Are you still touring with Rogan a lot? No, but here or there. That's got to be fun as fuck. Yeah. I wish, I wish, I wish that, I wish that I could, that I was, that I had time, free time. Yeah. Because I would fucking, I would probably. It's hard sometimes. I'm like, oh, I've been off six weeks in a row, man. I can't, I can't go off another week. I can't do it. Like, I mean, I want to, but it's my only free weekend. And he's like, oh. come on, man, we'll have fun. You have You'll have a like, fucking yeah. blast. And then what do you, is there a UFC there this weekend? Yeah. Where? Yeah. At the um, Prudential, maybe. Where are you at? Chicago. With Rogan. Chicago. God. And so you go to Chicago, Chicago you theater. go to the fucking fights? Yeah. Promote my shows there. Then I'm going to be at Zany's like in February 21st. <laughs> and then you'll sell out Zany's. Hopefully to push that. Yeah. I, got some, I got some posters made at Kinko's. So I'm going to put those up at the venue. Oh, it's fucking genius. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not going to wait for someone else to do it. I realize this now. My own career. Yeah. No club is actually, even though they should, no club is going to do that. No club, yeah. They're, I tell them that, like, if I'm going to Edmonton and Rogan's there, even without me, I'm like, you'd sell a lot more tickets if you send someone out there to pass out flyers in the show or just put up some, some posters Yeah, outside. You would sell a lot more tickets, and then no one will ever do it. What percentage of the people that go to Joe's shows yeah. know who you are, do you think? When you know who I am, meaning like, oh, I love that guy, or like, I think I've heard of him. You mean like? Like you walk out and they go, oh, I'm so glad Ari came with Joe. 30 maybe really maybe i would think it was be 100 no no a lot of them just know him from ufc a lot of them know him even from his podcast but might not listen to my episodes i think most people don't listen to every podcast episode they listen to like three Dude, out of six i think of i think everyone listens to every fucking podcast no, no episode way. of his uh-uh. there's too many it just gets you get behind you drop one you're like oh, i'll do the next one a lot of people just look at the guests because they have other podcasts to listen to too uh, that's so funny i fucking if you have a ten thousand people listening to your podcast uh, every week, like so every episode gets ten thousand people, that's twenty thousand people total, and they just split up which ones they listen to. You know what I mean? So you have to reach twenty thousand people fans. actually listen to this episode. I, like, I wonder if Twitter is a direct. Ref- I, do you think everyone that listens to a podcast is on Twitter? No, really, they're not on. Most people are not on Twitter, so like they won't even reach. Most of the people who listen to your podcast are do not have a Twitter account. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. I think the opposite. Yeah, because you're like, I'm reaching all these people, but not in the the, the t- tens and twenties, thousands. 
that you're getting people. 100,000 people, whatever it is. Let me make sure my daughters are fucking... I wonder if the phone rings if my daughters answered it. Because yeah. I'm no one's... Call they, your house phone. See. Test them. We're going to find out. This is how we used to have to answer it. Shafir residence, um, may I help you? And then if they were, my mom wasn't there, we'd just go, she's not available to uh, take the phone right now. That's just my daughter's answer. I bet my daughters don't even fucking answer it. You want me to ask if their mom's home? Hello? Hey, um, is your, is your mom home? Is your mom home? Okay. Um, are you by yourself? No. Oh, who's there? This is Georgia. Who is this? <laughs> this is Ari. It's Ari. Hey, what are you guys doing? We're testing your ability to answer the phone. I don't even know if anyone recorded that because I had the phone out here and the mic here. Hey, what are you guys doing? Uh, we're just here is the front door locked yes are you sure are you just guessing yes i know okay good all right everyone's okay yeah okay good all right i love you love you daddy all right bye i like how she was like um are you no alone. no <laughs> my dad's in the man cave we have walkie talkies who is this she they just started calling me dad again because i threw a fucking stink why were they calling you? Bert. When did that happen? Huh. How old are they? So Sometime while I was on the road. <laughs> they were calling me Bertie McFuzz. Really? They, they started calling me Bert like to like piss me off. They go, sure thing, Bert. Like like that, like uh like uh like I it started with I didn't know they I didn't know that you couldn't drink out of the water fountain at school. Because like, sure. it's not filtered. So they don't let the kids drink out of the water fountain. Why do they have it there? Fucking exactly. So fuck. So they can stare at it. Georgia said. So they can stare at it and go. Can you believe people drank out of that once? And so I said. I said to George. George. Georgia. I said. Uh, I said. She goes. We need water. I packed a lunch bag. This is a while back. She goes. We need water. I go. Just drink out of the fucking water fountain. I'm not gonna pack a water. And she goes. I can't. We can't drink out of the water fountain. It's not filtered. I was like, this isn't fucking West Virginia. Like it's L.A. The water fountain's gonna be fine, George. And she goes, Dad. They won't let us drink out of it. And I go, so I need to pack you water. And she goes, yeah, Bert. Like, I was so oh. far removed from their real life that she was like, in a weird way. And I go, don't call me Bert. And then she started laughing. And she goes, why not? I go, because it makes me feel like I'm not your dad. I'm just some guy that lives here. Uh-huh. And then Isla goes, we can't call you Bert. And I go, no one called me Bert. And the second I did that, it was fucked up. Oh, Bert, and then they started calling me Bertie McFuzz, and then they called me Bertie Gaga, and they just, I mean, non-fucking-stop. That's funny. So, but they're back to calling me dad. Like, Isla said to me one night, she got in bed with us. Dad never would have stood for that. And she was like, she was like, she said something about Bert, and I started laughing. And she goes, does it really bother you? And I was like, kind of, because I feel like it's like I'm just not your dad then. Like, I, like you guys have already grown up, and you're not little girls. She goes, I'll call you daddy. I, we just do it. It's a joke. And I was like, I know you do it as a joke, but I was like, it's really, really weird. Sensitive. I was like, so she was like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, all right, daddy. I was like, that, it just feels better when you're like, daddy. Like they need you. When they call you Bert, it's like, you got 10 bucks for lunch, Bert. And you're like, it's fucking dad. Do they call you dad and daddy or just daddy? Dad. Dad, if it's like personal, like dad, if it's like casual. Yeah. Like, hey, dad. Like, I love you, Daddy. Yeah, Daddy. If if well, like when I give him a kiss, can I love you, Daddy? 
Like, or when I'm on the road or I'm about to do something dangerous, I'll call them and I need them, everyone to say I love you because I have OCD. I need everyone to say I love you and they'll call me daddy then. There's all these girls who like boning older men and then they end up calling them daddy all the time. Ooh, that yeah, and it's fucking... like, that's weird from the guy's standpoint too. It's like, why are you having her call you daddy? My she's wife like, still calls her dad daddy. Really? Yeah, she's like, daddy. Da-, but she's a redneck. So daddy. Like, hey, daddy. Oh. Hey, daddy. My daddy said, my daddy said. That's how red, rednecks yeah. always said. Where's she from? Alabama? Uh yeah, Alabama, Georgia, right on the border. Wow. Yeah, my daddy. You got You don't. No, you don't know my daddy. You know who my daddy is? That's yeah, ugh, yeah, yeah. Creeps you me would out. never say that. Like you don't know who my daddy is. Ugh. Ew. You don't want to start with me. Do you know who my daddy is? Oh. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> my dad is. My father is. No, my my daddy, father is. My daddy's gonna come down here and <laughs> kick everybody's ass. Oh, I just got like douche chills. <laughs> I one time was I was I in front of my sisters I fucked up and like just was talking quickly and I said well we should get daddy and they went whoa what did you say what and I was like I meant I meant like dad and they were like no no you said daddy but you didn't say that you said daddy Cotty's story I was to tell you this earlier Cotty is my sister Cotty's story that's one of my favorite stories ever her first you can listen to the episode with Cotty and Annie and you'll hear the way they Cotty tells it. But the way I tell it is better because I omit things to heighten the truth, to heighten what the truth of the moment was. So like, or I add things. But the truth is that this is the exact true story. I just mess up the guys. I mess up some stuff. So Cotty's first week of work at Fox, she gets a, a she gets a job where she's dealing with she's dealing with. Uh, uh, screeners she knows that the, if you listen to the other one it's the real story yeah but it wasn't screeners it was something else but it was something everyone on the lot needed they wanted to get something i forget what it was everyone on the lot but it was her first day and they, she goes to her boss she's like what do i do and he's like look that's you're never gonna be able to figure this out there's too many people there's too many it's too confusing all you got to do is send them to tim jews in the studio store and tell them that tim will take care of everything she goes okay what's his name she's like tim jews she goes, how do you spell that? And he's like, like the people, Jews, J-E-W-E-S. And she's like, okay. He's like, write the letter, cut and paste it, and then just put paste it into every, as you reply to everyone, and just have that ready. She goes, okay. So she sends out, that day she gets like 100, she sends out like 100 back to everyone. If you have any problems, please contact Tim Jews in the studio tour. Tim Jews has all the answer. I can't help you, but Tim Jews can. Um, the next day she gets to work, and she starts getting replies like, huh? What? There's only one? Spell check could change Tim Jews to capital the Jew in the studio's <laughs> tour. First day on the job. I can't help you, but the Jew can. If you need anything, contact the Jew. So. I like people who don't even know her. Yeah. And so she tells it. It's very. I think his name was Tom, maybe. Yeah. But. She tells it. It's a very same. It's the same story, but it was like her first, like week. But I I say first day because that that impresses all the craziness into it. You know, we should probably wrap this up. We've been going for two hours. Yeah, I'm sure. gonna run out of fucking gigabytes on this card. <laughs> um, uh, do you? What do you want to promote? Anything? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. My my podcast is Skeptic Tank, but there's an episode. Ooh, let's do this. To... Let's do this. Let's yeah. do this. Okay. 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 The most popular. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, you've already heard this. We're going to record it right now. Okay. This is an advertisement in the middle of the podcast to promote me and Artie's stuff. Okay. Okay. We're going to leave it in here 
You're gonna have heard it already. <laughs> All right. But well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna drop cut it. this and then drop it in the middle. Okay. Okay. So at one point I went I I stopped the thing and then I picked this up. This will also help me edit out what I need to. Yeah, edit yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know Putting I mean? those spots. Nice. <laughs> That's what I think okay. Doing. Okay. Um, hey guys, thanks for listening so far. This is just a quick advertisement for what Ari and I have going on. Ari, what do you have going on? Uh, well, I have a podcast called Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. And Great podcast. Sit- thanks. You've been on it twice. My second and fourth highest rated podcast. Um, but there's a specific episode I'd like everyone to listen to. The first one from this year called uh, episode 2014, Revenge for the Holocaust. I just give away my comedy album and I put commentary in there in between the tracks. Are you shitting me? Not shitting you. That's a fucking great idea. Thanks. You should do it too. I will. Yeah, you just, an old, whatever, like, hey, here's when I thought of this, because this lady, she was the one, and I combined these two people into one story. That's fucking great. This story, this joke was hard to, oh. to make, and I just put the whole album on there and split it up that way. Do you have any dates coming up? When is this going to come out? This is going to come out in a couple weeks. Yeah, Zanies, February 21st, 22nd, 23rd in Chicago. Chicago Zanies. Come to that, and then, I don't remember in March. I got... Omaha, Syracuse. You know what? I got a bunch of dates. Go to BurtBurtBurt.com. And as you know, please pre-order my book, Life of the Party, at BurtBurtBurt.com. These pre-orders determine how well this book will do. It helps. Get higher rankings early on. It helps. If you love me, if you love this podcast, I never ask for anything of you. Just buy this book. I fucking wrote it by myself. It was so fucking hard to write. It is really good. Ari is looking at it. Doesn't it look good, Ari? It looks cool as shit. I saw it, it before. It looks cool Life as shit. Life of the Party. Life of the Party at BurtBurtBurt.com. Let's just take you back to the episode. I hope you guys are enjoying it so far. Me and Diaz will be in Tempe in first weekend of April. God damn it. I got to plug that in. Okay. And then, uh, all right. So then that was. You don't have to. You've heard that twice now, people. I hope you enjoyed the first one. Yeah. And if you've heard that again, I hope you're thinking, God, I hope there's more to this podcast. But there isn't. Ari has to go to the comedy store. Uh Uh-oh. Is everything okay? Yeah. Come in. Mom's back? Here, come in. Come in. Come in. Hang on. Do you have any questions you want to ask Ari? I'm Ari. Ari. What, Here, he's get referring on the mic, to one other person. On Who else do you think it would be? There's only yeah, one other. There's person only one other person. No. Ask him if he has any kids. He don't have kids. How can you tell he doesn't have kids? Because I can tell. A smile on my face. Really. <laughs> he looks more tired than you do. Uh-huh. He's like, you look more tired. Bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. Oh, I sleep till as late as I want. I go to sleep whenever I want. Ari's his own boss. He can do whatever he wants. You know, he's been killing chocolate in here. Oh, eating so much of it. Isla, come on in. Yeah. Come on. Isla busted on a skateboard hard today. Oh, really? Yeah, literally went over the top of it. Skinned up her arm. Isla, come here. There's chocolate in here, Isla. There's that peanut butter. There's that peanut butter. um, What's the matter? She wears your shirt to bed. She's going. You want to go on the trampoline? Let's go on the trampoline. But mom's not here. Mommy's gonna be home in fifteen minutes. Well, we got fifteen minutes on the trampoline. trampoline. Should we end this podcast and go on the trampoline? (laughs) Do you have any questions you want to ask Ari, Isla? No. You don't even know. Isla, do you think that you get cranky right before you go to bed because you get tired, or do you think it's unrelated? Do you think you get cranky and, and shrug your shoulders like that and hold, cross your arms because you're tired or because you're upset about something? Upset. What are you upset about? He, he didn't go on the trampoline or come in the house. 
I know, but I'm working. You're not. This helps this is, him pay for is, the trampoline. Yeah, no, I didn't pay for the trampoline. Who <laughs> bought it for you? Come on, Ari. Santa, sponsor? Santa Claus. Oh, right. Yeah, Ari's, uh, Ari's Jewish. Santa would skip over our houses. <laughs> he, would he would go door to door, and he'd be like, oh, there's a mezuzah on this door. No, they don't there's, need presents. Do you, know, uh, do you know what holiday Jewish people celebrate? And they yeah. get a handful of raisins and a dreidel. Yeah. And, and they say, it. when I was your age, I had a job. <laughs> so we get. So do you guys want to go on the trampoline now? Yes. Okay. Gorilla well, let's, Glue. Let's, uh, let's, uh. This podcast is sponsored by Gorilla Glue. The, by Gorilla Glue? <laughs> yes. All right. George, how, how good is that Butterfinger, um, uh, uh, square, whatever it's called? Peanut butter. Oh, someone got into the chocolate, huh? Is that good, Georgia? Do you like it? Yeah, maybe. It's amazing. Ari's had like four of them. Everyone's talking about it. Have you want to try one, Isla? No, I don't. No, 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 no. no, no. You haven't had taste like that. This is different. Try it. All right, consumer products. What do you think? This is the Butterfinger. First reaction. What do you think of this? I like it. You like it? What do you like about it? Chocolatey. <laughs> you don't like a butterfinger filling instead of peanut butter filling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, <laughs> would it? Would you guys be comfortable if, when mom and I go do samba lessons, if our mom and I are doing samba lessons, if Ari picks you up from school and you guys stay at his house? Uh, is that even a true statement? I yeah. should warn you, I'm not very clean. There's dust everywhere. And there's only enough room on the couch for one of you. Would you guys be comfortable Welcome spending... to my world. Oh, really? Would you be comfortable <laughs> yeah. spending the night at Ari's house? Okay, Daddy, you threw your robe on the couch and a paper bag. That was all yours. Yeah. Mommy and I had to clean it up. You didn't clean up on anything. the couch. All right, this podcast is over. We're going nowhere. <laughs> no. no. No, Georgia. No. Girls no. are giving us the run Georgia. around. Georgia. No. Whenever if you think Daddy a robe home, is a mess, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. A robe in a plastic bag. I've had plastic bags on my floor for two years. <laughs> no. He throws his shoes everywhere and toothpicks and flossers. Ew, you throw floss everywhere? Yeah, I just Ew, clean one up use right floss? here. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, you have floss. some standards. And he said, if we put it on his pillow, yeah. you don't his put, pillow yeah. that his, his head lays on. And he gets mad. We get a dollar. Yeah, I told him if they, because I leave these <laughs> flossers everywhere. I go if every time you find one and you put it on my pillow, I'll give you a dollar. Those are little on sale May twenty fourteen. So you can give these out at a party. Yeah, I give them out like at stand up shows. I put them. This on is the your first thing. book, Life at the Party. First book. Life at the party. Yeah. For people I'm to right hear there. it. I think it. I hope people like it, and I hope I don't like. I hope. Uh, I hope. I hope people like it. Yeah. I think they will. I'm really actually shocked that I wrote it. Like, I read it and I go, oh, it looks good. But that's all the, you know, editors, publishers, like, they all look at it and they kind of go, hey, I didn't really understand that. So then when they do. New York's bestsellers. They go over it for you. Well, yeah, well, they go, they're like, hey, I I don't get this. Like, in the machine story, they had a lot of, we're going on the trampoline. They're like, uh, they have a lot of questions. And they were like, like, when this happened, where was this person? And I was like, oh. And I told them. Oh, so it makes it a lot that. clearer. And they're mm-hmm. like, "I think this is long-winded. Can you cut this down?" And you're like, 
Oh, yeah. So it, it makes the book amazingly better, but it's a lot of fucking work. I don't mind constructive criticism like that on a bit where it's like, I didn't know who you were talking about at this point. Not like, yeah. this isn't funny, write this. Just well, like, I wrote a great story know. about Ralph Sampson and like, huh. going to basketball camp, and they didn't like it. And they were like, it's not that good. And I was like, this story defines me. It defines who I am. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, if you want it in, we'll put it in, but we just didn't like it. We just like don't it. think it is. Wow. So they're and advisors, I was like, too. I was like, well, okay. But I thought it was great. Georgia, where are you going? Are you singing something? Georgia, give us your dates coming up. Do you have anything to promote, Georgia? Do you have anything to promote, like Girl Scout cookies? Isla, how is the fall? Oh, I heard you took a nasty fall on your skateboard. I did that once. My whole This whole side of me was bruised up for like Show two weeks. Show where you hurt. On your elbow? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's she busted hard. Really? I was rough back, and Are you going to get back on the skateboard after this? Her... F- no. no, she's off for this. Her first day on the bike, the first day I taught her how to ride the bike. <laughs> no, I teach her. Head I, over heels I, on a car. I go, I push her the first time. <laughs> and we go down the street and then we come back the street and then she gets confident. And that's when Isla gets, that's when Isla gets dangerous. <laughs> and Isla, I go, you ready? She's like, oh yeah. And like, you can see it in her eyes. So then now she's pedaling fast as crap because she's got little tiny pedals yeah. and she's hauling ass and she's looking at me going, ah, ah. Bam! Hits a BMW. It goes over it. Goes on over. Like, do you remember the beginning of life? Of, of, <laughs> that's what you're talking about, yes, Chris Elliott. Yeah, Chris Elliott. Yeah. Onto it. <laughs> Literally, it's lady. a white BMW. All the dust comes off of it. So there's a body print. The horn starts going off. The people come out the front to see who hit their car. And it's Isla. She knocked the wind out of herself. She's going. So the next day we go. This is the best. The next time we go out for a bike ride, Isla starts weaving right georgia's got a gopro on her head isla's weaving and we're going isla stop weaving and she's like laughing isla's a daredevil she's laughing we're like isla seriously stop weaving she's laughing all of a sudden weaves too hard over the handlebars (laughs) (laughs) again went knocked out you filmed it georgia afterwards uh, she laughed afterwards and the best is georgia's got the gopro on her head isla's crying Leanne's Leanne and I are trying to calm Isla down and Georgia comes up to me real calm with the GoPro on her head and she goes dad I got it <laughs> <laughs> I go you got it she goes I got it nice nice. and then Isla hit a trash yeah. can and then she hit another car and then she hit a bush <laughs> and then we realized Isla needs glasses <laughs> so now she's doing so so this is the end of our podcast we're going to jump on the trampoline bye Okay. Good call, Isla. All right. All right. Thanks for coming over, man. Yeah, dude. I, I, anytime, 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 any, anytime, anytime. I love talking to you. I have so much fun yeah. talking to you. Yeah. Uh, have fun tonight. I love you, Ari. I love you, Ari. Thank you. Thank you. I love you, too. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by The Machine.